All right. What is up, you silly bitches? It's inauguration day, and we're not going to fucking talk about it. No, no, we're not doing it. What we are going to do is we're going to talk raw AEW Dynamite. AEW, probably not going to Miami anymore. Uh, Dark Side of the Ring episodes all have been revealed. Mark Henry calls out Ryback. We got some audio of that. All that shit and more. You got Smark and Boxman, and we are your Dirt Sheet Dudes. I'm very wrong. I have to 
Yeah. What the fuck we needed tonight? Some fucking percussion. Yeah. Heavy fucking percussion. That's what we needed. That's what I just gave you a little slipknot there. Hope you all enjoyed that. I always enjoy me some slipknot, I must admit. I like them. They're a fucking badass band. Um, and it's funny. I have the one from uh, Rio, the concert they did in Rio. Uh-huh. And if I put it on out there, which I do sometimes, just, you know, we're doing shit around the house. I'll put that on. And my middle kid, my, my you know, my younger boy, will sit and watch it. He loves the concert. Got fire and shit and drums and masks. He loves it. Fucking loves it. Who doesn't love fire? So in my opinion, I'm doing something right as a dad. There you go. <laughs> All right. So there I mean, I go. grew up on Metallica and Ozzy, so I, I can't judge anyone. I... And it's weird. I grew up on Elvis and country music, and look what happened to me. I like everything. So, I don't know. But, whatever. You know, you venture out in your teens. You find different music. You, my sister's two, year old, two years older, so her friends got me into a lot of that classic rock that, uh, that you know, Leonard Skinner and Led Zeppelin and all kinds of shit like that. And Grateful Dead, shit like that. Mm-hmm. All kinds of stuff like that. So anyway, uh, Dirty Dudes, what is going on, everybody? It is a Wednesday night. It has been an interesting day. Nothing really happened. Just an interesting day. And um, that's about it. Uh, Smark, how you doing, man? How you doing? How you doing? I'm doing well. I got my mittens on. Ooh. That is the only thing I will say about anything that happened today is those mittens, boy. Those mittens. Goblin Mike's, you got mittens on? I know what you're talking about, the Bernie Sanders thing. Um, <laughs> he looked really comfortable. He just looked really comfortable over there with those mittens. You know, it looked I, like somebody's like grandma knitted him those mittens. And I got to say it, the, the answer he gave was totally legit. In Vermont, we dress warm. He's Guy's from Vermont. He's right. He's right. Yeah, yeah I... Uh, yeah, I was curious to see, like, I, I wanted to almost look it up just to see how cold it got, because I literally know next to nothing about the D.C. climate. Yeah, I, well, it was, I mean, it looked cold. Everybody out there did not look like they were warm and fuzzy. But sure. uh, anyway, yeah. But All right. So anyway, new, new, new year, new things, new president, new everything. Again, no need to talk about it. I'm, I will say this. I don't care who's president. Tomorrow morning, I'm still going to get up. I'm still going to fucking go do what I got to do to feed my family. And that's all I'm going to fucking do. There you go. That's all you can do. Doesn't matter to me. Ain't going to phase me in any way. Ain't going to really affect my life in any way. And that's it. I'm good. I said a long time ago, I grew up respecting who was in the office. Time to do it now. So... I may crack a joke on the old fuddy-duddy every now and then, but hell, I do it to Vince McMahon, too. So, <laughs> Oh, God, don't, don't, don't put those two together. That, that's a truly horrifying thought. Well, I mean, you would have to record the conversation. Neither one would remember anything. Just a full-on <laughs> cabinet of jacked-up musclemen. <laughs> well, I mean, we kind of had that when we had MJF and Wardlow doing that whole thing, so who knows. But uh, anyway... Let's go ahead and get these plugs, and we will then get into... uh, We'll go ahead and knock out Raw. (sighs) See the excitement? Can can you smell the excitement, Smart? Can you? Can you smell it? Boy, can I. All right. 
Well, there you go. I would play Val Venus's music, but wow. He's a little out there lately. Uh, <laughs> century. And when I say you're out there, you're pretty fucking out there, man. <laughs> but uh, here we go. We'll just go ahead and play a little bit of Triple H's music. We're going to be talking about him in a little while anyway. So this is one of the old ones here. And we will go ahead and start the plugs. I want to start with those fine gentlemen over there at the High Marks. You know you want to listen to them because you are smart. And you should. It's Cheese Man Mojo and G Wiz. Do not forget those guys will be joining us over here for the Royal Rumble live on the 31st of this month. So stay tuned for that. And you can listen to them on the Metal Mitt Network right here on Mixer.com slash Metal Mitt Network. And that's 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, the High March. Check them out. Bobby Anthem, Bobby Blades on the Inhuman Experience. Go ahead and subscribe to that. I promise you, you're going to still get episodes you will not be disappointed and the everything unscripted wrestling podcast check out those guys over there they're on blog talk radio uh once again just look up everything unscripted it'll pop up for you before you even get finished typing it and you can go ahead and check ooh, ooh, check those guys out over there dog fight, dog fight. uh over there once again blog talk radio everything unscripted and Stephen milan sharing the show and we greatly appreciate that sir letterboxd.com slash Stephen Milan. You can find him over there reviewing films, and you can find us on Spreaker, Facebook, right there, Dirt Sheet Dudes. Look up everything. You'll find it. Stitcher, iHeart, Spotify, Google, soon to be on Anchor. I got it on there. I just need to get everything going, so you know, expect some live reads coming up. And uh, smart, let it go. There you go. Okay. So, oh, it's Monday. It's 8.30 on the Moment Podcast Network. Cheese on Sports with the Cheeseman. Or the cheese man. And of course, be sure to check out our friends at the Planet Record Podcast. I was going to do that until you turned your head back around, but I lost breath. Anyways, the Planet Record Tour Podcast with Bobby Anthem, Papa Day Sincere, and Yuck Nasty. Subscribe to them because season two is a coming. So find them wherever you get your gosh darn podcast. And one more, since Facebook tells me this is the case. Happy birthday to Weeds. A longtime participator in the chat. He's usually here. He's titled more shows than perhaps I have. So happy birthday to him and cheers. Absolutely. Happy birthday, Weeds. Wow, what a day to have a birthday. Nice. Good day. Very nice. Happy. Happy birthday to you, sir. And uh, there we go. We can go ahead and uh, turn the music down before I forget while I'm looking at it. There we go. Music is down. I'm even going to hit pause. All right. So there we go. And we were going to start with, I said raw. We said raw. We said raw. We said raw. We did say raw. We did say raw. That's right. Raw was on uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. MLK Day. Indeed. And we got a nice little remembrance video. Um... It was. I, I like that video. It was a good video. I thought. Yeah, I thought so too. I mean, that's usually, that's kind of the one thing that they consistently always do right is they're always good at video packages. I liked how they took like the old pictures and they had some that were in, you know in color and they really did that whole super focus thing they're doing on them. It was pretty cool. Pretty cool little video. I, I, very well produced. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, and then right after the video. We get Randy Orton in a, in, a, in, in a dark room, Smart. That's right. You can barely see him. 
Mm-hmm. And then suddenly I'm like, does this dude have a lucha mask on and red paint? <laughs> that is like that is amazing to me because like I'm trying to figure out how exactly this would have happened because like I can't imagine that any doctor's office in the world would like you'd go to him for burns and they'd prescribe you a protective luchador mask. So at some point, Randy Orton had to just go online well, and order himself a luchador mask. No, this actually is a burn mask. It actually is. It, it really is huh. for people who, yeah. I, I literally remembered right after I was like, what is this? I'm like, oh, he had a fireball thrown in his face last week. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. So, yeah. But that is an actual burn mask. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Oh, yeah. Dude, when you get burnt, they they basically put that thing on you. You don't want anything touching that. You need a mask like that. I, I'm oh well, okay. I'm curious as like how that protects his nose though, if his nose is exposed. Well, the nose. Like you say you don't want anything touching it, but then like, what are you shielding from being touched from? I suppose. Well, the nose was you know that was a lot of makeup on that nose. <laughs> Well, yes, yes, he, he but yeah, it, it off route, had a big red nose. Yeah, it's the only thing it doesn't protect is the nose. And they do have some that have a nose guard on it. Hmm. They do. They do have a few that have that. I've seen them. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's an actual burn mask. It really is. It really is. But uh, it actually ended up being a pretty cool promo with a kind of crazy Randy sitting there in the dark room with just a TV over his left shoulder and watching shit. It was a long segment, though. Yes. I felt exactly the same way about this promo as I felt about the match with Edge at WrestleMania. Whereas, like, it started off as like, oh, this is pretty good. And I was like, oh, this is running a bit long. And then I was like, oh, God, somebody please fucking end this thing. This was a (laughs) 10 minute promo. And it's like, he does good promos, but you kind of, you know, just keep it short. Well, I mean, this was meant to go long. They were showing. I mean, they pretty much went back like three weeks and just were showing things and doing that and little flashbacks and right. It was even the logic of it doesn't really make a whole hell of a lot of sense because he's deduced that the whole reason why all this stuff has been happening to him is because the fiend does not want him to win the Royal Rumble. Well, I mean, that could be true. There could be some I truth. Guess. I mean, I feel like if somebody burned down my house, I'd be more angry about that than them winning the Royal Rumble. But that's neither here nor there, I guess. I don't know. I mean, isn't Sami Zayn the conspiracy theory guy? I mean, come on. Let's let's be, let me be honest here. You know, how many, true? how many conspiracy theorists do we need on the show? Really? <laughs> 20, 30, 35? Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess that's that's the new popular thing these days. Conspiracy theorists? Conspiracy theorists. They're kicking them off of every fucking platform. It's not popular at all, goddammit. <laughs> no. Well, I guess I don't speak for the populace then. <laughs> I used to love kooky conspiracy theorists. Now they're being they're kicking them off of everywhere. <laughs> Crazy bastards. Bastards. Fucking QAnon and their, and their anti-pedophile, fucking right-wing anti-pedophiles. I do like how everybody has their own gimmick these days. That is weird. It, it's like a little mini version of the Warriors. <laughs> it's the Baseball Furies. I'm telling you, somebody needs to come up with that. I don't know how you would like make the Baseball Furies political, but somebody can get there. I mean, if they ever go on strike, I guess. Yeah, I guess we can see what happens. I mean, that 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 would be cool. I mean, I would I would love to see that personally, but you know. 
<laughs> but yeah, so I mean, this uh, like you said, it was it was a good promo. I thought it, it did sum everything up, but I feel like it did just run on a little bit long. But like you, like you said, it did have a purpose at least. Yeah, at least yeah, it wasn't long just to be long. It wasn't just drawn out. At least, I hate to say, but at least there was like the videos in between to kind of break up the monotony of Randy Orton and his monotone speech. So, you know, it, 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 yes, it was long. It wasn't bad that it was long, but I I think it worked out in the end. So, all right, we spent enough time on that. Um, we see Ric Flair and Lacey arriving at the Thunderdome after that. Boy, Lacey's starting to show them titties, ain't she? Just a tad. I can't say that I mind. I I didn't say I minded him. Some, just, just, just something that popped out at me. Um, if you will. (laughs) But of course, <laughs> just something that popped out at me, baby. If you will, uh, but, but 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 seriously, this 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 storyline still doesn't make sense. Eh, I mean, I guess not because like, like we were talking about before, it kind of conflicts with the whole messages they're putting out before with her on TV. Like it's one thing to say, you know, okay, separate the, the character from you know kayfabe and all that, but like they put her over on TV as being this family woman, and now suddenly she's this like gold digger or whatever. So it's a little bit odd, but I, I honestly can't say that I mind it. Like it's so far, the execution of it at least has been kind of interesting. Well, I mean, if she keeps dressing like that, I'm not going to complain. Um, it was all right. It was all right. Again, I just think the storyline is it just feels a little forced to me. To, to yeah, me. To bit. me. To me, to me, that's just me. My opinion, just my opinion. Um, after that, and this is a fact, it's Charlotte versus Peyton Royce. Um, Peyton attacked Charlotte from behind before the match even got started. That's right. Uh, then we go to commercial. Just out of nowhere, they hold her back and we go to commercial. And we come back, everything's hunky-dory and the match starts. <laughs> she needed some time to cool down. Well, why didn't we just get Peyton's entrance and then go to commercial? They always do this. Like they always go to commercial on some weird shit. Oh. It's usually always like you. You they purposely show us all the entrances, and they're like, "All right, now everybody's out there. We're gonna go to commercial." It's like, mm, okay. yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, the match started. After a while, Rick and Lacey did come out. Lacey came out in Ric Flair's robe, strutting as not well. She's not a very good strut at all. No, they do not love to watch her strut. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> That dude just smacked a butt. That's right. Little Bob Seeger there. Hey, every once in a while, I throw in a couple of references. I think my pop, yeah. I did like that one. I don't, that's not even a popular song of his. I'm not sure who got <laughs> who got that one. Her strut is not a very radio played song by Bob Seeger and the Silver Bullet Band. Um, but hey, here's something surprising that happened in that match. Uh, Charlotte won. Indeed. Yeah, I was kidding about the surprise. Well, I mean, to be fair, because I've heard people complaining about this, that it's like, oh, well, you couldn't have just used a distraction as a reason to get Peyton over. It's like, well, I, I see that argument, but Charlotte did lose the last two weeks. Right. Like, as much time as I spent Friday making fun of her for being overly sensitive, she ha- did lose the last two weeks. Very true. She did. I, I have no problems. I was just kidding. I really don't have a problem with her winning this match. Not gonna. Yeah. It's not gonna I mean, it was that. largely inconsequential anyway. SBC's yeah. asking if he said he heard this match was poop. Is it true? Eh, 
Um, I wouldn't say it was terrible. I mean, it wasn't like I wouldn't implore somebody to go back and watch it if they didn't see it. But it, like, it wasn't awful. I mean, what kind of poop are we talking? Are we talking like a like a like a runny one or like a like a nice smooth tapered one? I mean, what? Well, come on, let's let's let's. It wasn't the drizzling shits. Yeah, it was a nice one wipe. Yeah, give it a one wipe. <laughs> Just move on about your day. There you go. It's all. It's all you need. The show's taking a turn already. <laughs> like we came in the back door. Oh God, Jesus! Oh, anyway, my. my my. All right, let's do this. Um, yeah, but anyway, Charlotte won that match. Uh, Riddle backstage sees the hurt business. I popped for the Gordon Gecko reference from Wall Street. I must say, mm-hmm. I did. Um, but now. He he stomped Riddle's foot. Obviously, he made the flip flops, blah blah. Which he had on sandals, not flip flops. I do want to just put that out there. Those were more sandals. Aren't flip flops the? I don't know. Is it okay? Are they flip flops or are those sandals? I'm not sure. I'm really not sure what sets those apart. I don't know either. I thought when it covered like just leaving your toes out. I don't know. I thought flip flops were those little things where the little you put your big toe in it and it fucking hurts all day. That's what I thought flip flops were. I don't know. Um, but anyway, Lashley went to stomp his foot. Now I saw a slow mo of this, and wow, did he miss? Um, <laughs> it's like honestly, it's kind of obvious even when you watch it in like regular motion. Because yeah. I, I was watching it the first time, and I had to rewind it because I was like, did he just completely fucking miss? Because at first I thought he just went a little bit light with it. Well, so I rewound it, and he completely fucking misses a. Which is what I love about this part. Uh-huh. This is my favorite part of the show. He a he misses, and b Riddle sells the opposite foot than the one that he would have stepped on. Yes, he was like right in front of his right foot, and he fell literally horribly fell by the way, um, mm-hmm. and grabbed his left foot, <laughs> which was awesome because it like it just looked like total shit. Like the I don't think the cameraman was supposed to show the very bottom. Because no. it showed him stepping straight on the ground, and then it showed Riddle, like I said, slowing the opposite foot, and it just came off as a total disaster. Yeah, I think the cameraman was supposed to pan up a little more so it wouldn't show either one of their feet, but that was not good looking. If, if that showed any more of the feet, that just would have been bad. But that, that was bad. That was bad. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I like the Gordon Gecko, Wall Street. Love that movie. It's a great movie. That is a great fucking movie. I slightly smiled when Riddle, like, as loud as he could, said that he was going to put his foot in Lashley's ass. Yeah, he did. He did. He's like, oh, put my foot in your ass! Oh. <laughs> like, it was the whole, and it was, like, literally through a grunt like that, so that made it all the better. Shove it right up there! Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm gonna shove it right up there. Yeah, I know. Uh, that, 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 whatever. Anyway, um, so... Okay, so we get this Xavier Woods versus Mace match, right? Mm-hmm. And right here, my cable starts locking up. <laughs> That's what happens when you pull the plug. No, I didn't. <laughs> like, ah, oh, God, fucking retribution. And it kept locking up and locking up and locking up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Well, I started scrolling through Facebook about 10 minutes later when literally what it would do is it would lock up and then it would go like 10, 15 seconds live. Yeah, I've, I've had that happen before on DVR. This was on my DVR. What I found out, though, is that 
there was a car accident up the street from me. Uh-oh. And they had hit a, a, a truck, hit a car, and there was some Transformers and all kinds of shit taken out. So that's probably why I'm probably lucky I even got that because when I went on the local Facebook website for this area, it was saying, you know, basically, you know, hey, anyone else not have Spectrum, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm lucky to even have the show, I guess. Yeah. But so was Optimus Prime okay? I don't know. Because you said it took out a Transformer. It did. I'm not sure if it was Bumblebee or who. I don't know which one, but uh, it did take out a Transformer. Um, yeah. I did not get all the information. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It happens. It happens. Yeah, it happens. You know, the, 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 the news covered it up. So, you know. Um, but yeah, my cable was awful during this match. So all I know is Mace got the win. And I know nothing else because my cable was so bad, it was hard to pay attention. Now, this is not the only match this happened during. So we'll get into that as I go. But this match, I had a hard time watching. Not because it was bad, because my cable was bad. Well, it was interesting because basically they they went back and forth. And uh, I don't know if you saw this part, but before the match started, basically there was a a Lee promo where he talks about how he's purposely decided to wait until now when the New Day is the most vulnerable to kind of pounce because the whole Kofi Mania thing was built on the back of him being injured, not being able to make the Elimination Chamber match and then, you know, so on and so forth, everything else that happened from there. Um so that's what that is the kayfabe reason why he's just randomly targeting Xavier Woods now. He wants to hurt Kofi's friend, but uh, they had a good back and forth match. And the funny thing is, though, is it's like they went back and forth for a little while, and then Ali just goes to Maze and just goes, "All right, finish it." And he hits his finisher, which should be called Harlem World, but that's neither here nor there. And he picks up the win, and it's just like, "Well, shit, if you could have done that before, why don't you just start the match that way?" Be like, "All right, hit your finisher." Yeah. <laughs> All right, go in there, have some fun with him, and then kill him. Uh, anyway, um, okay. So the really, that was pretty much all for that match. I, again, I didn't see it, so I can't really go back and forth with you, man. <laughs> um, yeah, they're basically just making Xavier Woods into Ricochet. I do like that. There was a little continuity there that that you just mentioned, though, with the whole take out, you know, Xavier, Kofi's friend, the whole Kofi Mania thing. That was a nice touch. Nice touch. It gives them some opportunity to play around in the Royal Rumble, too. You could have, you know, if you got a couple of Retribution members in there, have them target Big E or have them target Woods if Woods is in there. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I guess. You could. You could. There's a lot of things you can do there. Now, smart. Uh-huh. I didn't remember taking a hit of acid, but obviously I took a hit of acid uh, during this show. Because suddenly the WrestleMania report comes up. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> I've heard people say like almost universally that the worst thing was the Biz Morrison segment, which is coming up later. But I feel like this was way worse. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, like I said, I don't remember dropping acid, but hey, anything can happen, I guess. Um, Triple H and Stephanie are there and horrible wigs, and they say we are not who you think we are. Blah blah. Uh, Triple H's name is Henry E. Pinky. Um, I guess it, I guess no one had the balls to go with Hank, Hanky, Panky. Mm-hmm. I guess no one. I, I guess they thought that would be a little too racy for television. Um, and uh, Stephanie was Anita Realman, 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 Anita Realman. Somebody said that she looked a bit like Lisa Ann, which I guess if you want to do the mental gymnastics on that, you could make it work. Ooh, maybe a little even Kendra Lustish. 
There you go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and then next thing you know, we get Reigns and Heyman, and they're doing a thing. Sasha was there as Haley Mark. Haley shit. Mary. Haley Mary. That's right. I'm sorry. We with like a sports report. With sports. Um, uh, hey, next year, buddy. Mania right here in Dallas. Mm. I believe you mentioned that a couple of weeks ago. Um, they must. I mean, they're really kind of taking a big gamble in terms of like hoping that things are going to be back to normal by then, because that is a fucking massive stadium. I yeah. mean, a massive stadium. Oh, yeah. If you have nobody in there, it is you're going to look fucking ridiculous. Or even if you have like fifty percent capacity, it's still yeah. going to look bad. Yeah, definitely, definitely, it is. So I don't know. Hopefully, I mean that's 2022. I can understand where they would hope the wishful thinking. So we will see. And then we get Hugh can't see me. Mm-hmm. And with the entertainment report, and look at that, it's John Cena telling us that WWE is coming to Hollywood in 2023. Dropping some swear words. My favorite part is she goes. We're live. And as she says, we're live, it immediately cuts to a production fuck up because she says we're live. And then the next thing you see is they cut back to the arena for no apparent reason. And it has all like the Alexa Bliss imagery on like the Titan Tron and all of this. <laughs> and then they immediately like a second later cut back to the actual segment that they were supposed to air, which I was like, yep, you are indeed live because somebody just fucked something up in the video truck. <sighs> yeah, this was. This whole segment, I was just like, what? It, it wasn't good at all. Like, I was, I'm like, I'm genuinely curious as to who, I guess Vince is the answer, but who found this funny? Like, it's just a bunch of dumb puns, which aren't even like good as being dumb puns. They're just bad. And then it was just like some lame jokes and some silly wigs. And it was like, but they can do good segments. Like, like if you remember the uh, WrestleMania 21 vignettes mm. where they did all those movie parodies, like a lot of those were really good. Like they were genuinely funny. They did like a Braveheart thing with Triple H. They did like the Harry Met Sally thing with uh, Christy Hemi. I think Kurt Angle was in it too. Yeah. Like it was, it was good shit. But then like whatever the hell this was, I don't know who wrote this, but they should like immediately write a resignation later. Yeah, this is bad. This was bad. And, I'll t- and you know, your, your first question was, who finds this funny? Um, basically, Triple H and Vince McMahon. And, and mind you, this is the first time that we've seen Triple H since he was teleported. So apparently he was teleported onto the set of this commercial. Oh, oh you're right. That's what happened. He was teleported as um, uh, Henry E. Penke. Mm-hmm. You don't His have to be yeah. completely changed. And then it's very terrible for him. Isn't Hank short for Henry? I guess. I think it might be. So they kind of did it, but they did. I, I guess you had to be there. I don't know. Whatever. Boy, I can't believe someone sat in a meeting and went, this is good shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then another, like, I guess since we're talking about it right now, unfortunately, um, <laughs> the news also came out that uh, presumably the next couple of years too, but this year specifically, WrestleMania, again, going to be two nights and to that, I say, fuck you, New Japan, for getting this trend started. Uh, you know what, though? never happened until they had two-night Wrestle Kingdom, and then suddenly it was two-night WrestleMania, and now it's apparently not going to go away. Yeah, but the two nights wasn't that bad. Yeah, I guess it's, I mean, in theory, it's better, like, two, three-night, or three-hour shows than just one, like, ten-hour fucking 
slog like the last couple years have been. Yeah, and you remember, I mean, they used to do the the, the Hall of Fame ceremony the night before. And it was just like, oh, I, can't, I can't sit at the computer any fucking longer. Uh, just a lot of shit going on. So, I don't know. That's good shit, though. We will, uh, you know... I'm glad they're going to be here next year, so we'll uh, hopefully I'll get my kids out there. Maybe I can get them out of the fucking house by then. Um, <laughs> and we go from one bad segment to another with uh, Alexis Playgrounds, Mark. Mm-hmm. Alexis making fire jokes because, you know, pyro. <laughs> well, we got to talk real quick about the before this happened, the backstage uh. vignette of Asuka being interviewed. And they ask her what she thinks is going to happen at mm. Alexis Playground, to which she says, I don't know. And then the audio drops. Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> it was fucking wonderful because they just started showing the like last week where she threw the fireball, and then there was like a long pause, and I, I, then like Oscar finishes up her little segment by saying she hopes her dark side doesn't come out. But it was just very weird timing on all of that. They should have dropped green slime on her after she said, "I don't know." <laughs> That'd been interesting. Hey, you can't do that on television. <sighs> anyway, slide whistle noise. Yeah, I like it. Anyway, we get fire jokes because pyromania is just fucking hilarious, dude. Um, <laughs> I mean, let's let's. <laughs> um, and Oscar does come out. Um, Alexa just enters herself into the Royal Rumble match, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, and Oscar's just trying to have fun, and poor Alexa gets so angry. <laughs> yeah, she she asked her to dance with her. She decides to break out her theme music, and Asuka's just groove into her own entrance music, as I imagine every wrestler does. Yep. And it just it wasn't happening. It was none doing. Nope. And then Alexa gets pissed off and waves to a rocking horse that is rocking with no one in it. That's right, and that just terrifies poor Asuka. Yes, Asuka just leaves the ring, and then. She goes and sits in it. Mm-hmm. So does she just sit on the friend, or maybe the friend's lap, or something? I don't know. That's a that's a lucky imaginary friend. Anyway, um, <laughs> but uh, uh, anyway, um, out of nowhere, we get Jeff Jarrett telling us his pick between Drew and Goldberg. Yep, I, I don't know why they did this, but I I enjoyed it. For some reason, there's just something about Jeff Jarrett these days that I just like to see him. Well, he picked Goldberg. That's right. Because it's going to be, like he said, it's going to be Spear, Jackhammer, and that's it. Well, and of course, being the ever-present company man, old habits are die hard. He even put over his uh, former TNA roster mate, old Toby Keith, referencing Uh. his song. Yes, he did. I don't know what song he said there, but... Uh, fucking, I'll try to remember a little bit. I ain't as good as I once was, but I was as good once as I ever was. Yeah, I don't know what that... Paraphrasing. I mean, that's pretty much the song. Just Toby Keith talks about getting into a bar fight because he's Toby Keith, and Uh, he got beat up, but he tried his darndest. God, talk about the guy who probably made the most money (laughs) off of fucking 9-11. It's Toby Keith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, anyway, I'll keep that to myself. Uh, I mean, I let it out a little bit, but not enough. Uh, okay, let's keep going with this because we're spending already way too much time on this show. Um, B, 
But yeah, let's go ahead and knock out the rest of this quickly here. Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. Um, it's actually um, Mandy Rose with Dana Brooke. Mandy versus Shayna. Nia's down there. Nia joins commentary to say like five words. Too many. And Shayna just killed Mandy for the whole match. Wins by submission. And out of nowhere, Dana Brooke just kicks Nia in the back and then runs. <laughs> yep. It was like, what is this shit? Yeah, and it was another thing where, she, actually, believe it or not, Shayna needed to win because she had she had been beating the shit out of her opponents, but then weird little shenanigans would happen where she actually ended up losing the match. So she looked dominant the entire time, but she actually did need to pick up a win. So I guess it worked. And, of course, there was the whole big thing of them arguing about who is going, you know, who's been carrying the team, who's going to win the Royal Rumble, and so on and so forth. Nah. Whatever. Who cares? Anyway, that match happened. Let's move through here. Um, yep. We get Pierce backstage with Ricochet, AJ, and almost, almost, all. AJ pronounced it in some southern fied way, and I really hope that they don't fucking change his name again. Because <laughs> he was like, Omos. 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 God, please do not change this man's name again. AJ's like, I can't talk. It don't matter. <laughs> no matter how I say it, I gotta be right. All right? <laughs> they walk up, um, and you know this. Uh, I guess this whole thing now is everyone makes fun of AJ for losing at TLC. Uh, AJ was making fun of Pierce for running from a championship opportunity. Ricochet makes fun of AJ. We get a match: Ricochet versus AJ. And I gotta tell you, man, that that Ricochet sound is so fucking cartoonish and stupid. Mm-hmm. Before his, it's just awful. It's fucking awful. And I was happy my cable started locking up again during this match. Even worse, actually. I mean, I guess I get the thought process because you knew what was going to happen and what happened happened. But it was actually a pretty good match. Huh. All right. Nice. All right. Because, I mean, when they let Ricochet wrestle, Ricochet's a good wrestler. He's just terrible at promos and he never really wins so it's hard to invest yourself into his matches but there was a lot of flippity doos there's a nice little i don't know did you see the end uh yes finish segment like kind of sequence i guess is the word i'm looking for you mean when aj was about to drop ricochet and decided to slingshot him off the ropes to catch him yeah it came it came off pretty well it was executed well even if he like you said he might have been on the verge of dropping him <sighs> That was pretty fucking badass because he just threw him like threw him on the ropes, and then next thing you know, front suplex. Yeah, and then next thing you know, Ricochet is set up for the uh, the Styles Clash, and boom, it was done. It was done. So I I really liked the ending. That was like the one part of the match I was like glad I saw that shit. Um, So there we go. I did see that part, and that was probably the best part of the match right there. all right, so this is where we get the dirt sheet. With Goldberg. <clears throat> All right, it was Goldberg. Um, Who, much to my surprise, cut a better promo than Goldberg has and probably could. Yeah, probably, probably, probably. Uh, and then after a few minutes there, we get Drew McIntyre's music hitting. Mm-hmm. And we get a guy coming out there that's a little heavy, got his ass crack showing. Mm-hmm. 
And I don't know if you guys know who this was, but this was David Krumholtz. Uh, if you've ever seen uh, Santa Claus, he is the Bernard. He's Bernard in that movie, uh, the head elf. Numbers, he's like the head guy in this in the show. Numbers, um, he's been in a lot of movies actually, in many TV shows actually. He's also also in a show that uh, wrapped up a little while ago, the The Deuce. Mm-hmm. He was in that. Wasn't that a, was that a Netflix show? I believe. I'm not sure. I'm the wrong person to ask on these matters. Yeah, I think that might have been a Netflix show, but he's done a lot of stuff. Um, he was a voice in Sausage Party. But um, he was in a 90s movie, too. Like, one of those teen... Was it um, the one with... Was it the one with... Uh, what's his name? Who am I thinking of here? Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Let's see. Ten... You said his name was David Krumholtz, yes? Yeah, was it Ten Ways... I Ten, ten Things I Hate About oh, You. That's yeah, what it was. That's what I, it was. I'm not... Well, I'm, bringing, I'm looking up the old IMDb here. No, he was in he's it. A, I'm looking at it. Yeah. Yep, it was 10 Things I Hate About You. So he was in that. So you guys know who he is. But that is who that was playing this Drew. actually kind of odd because he's had a lot of like character, like little character parts in movies and mm-hmm. uh, like voice acting roles in video games and shit. And he seems like he just seems oddly like overqualified to just be a fake Drew McIntyre. Like there wasn't like an intern that they could just shove in a kilt and push out there. Like they actually put out a casting call for like a fake Drew McIntyre. I think he might actually be a wrestling fan too, though. Yeah, it could be. Could that be. that 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 might have something to do with it. But uh, he was looking a bit um, older, heavier. Uh, I, I believe this is the Drew Mac and fart that uh, Adam Pearson mentioned. <laughs> the Drew Mac and fart, absolutely. Um, but yeah, yeah, pretty cool though to see him out there. I don't think Numbers is on TV anymore, so good to see him out there though. Pretty cool. Uh, the ass crack showing wasn't very good. Um, but I guess it was all for effect. Um, now for the segment itself. Wow. It was pretty embarrassing. It was, it was not good. It wasn't good, but like, I don't know. I just, I didn't hate it as much as everybody else did. That's not to say that I liked it. I did not, but I heard people saying that this is like the worst segment of the show, which I think the WrestleMania commercial was. I guess that might not really count as a segment since we'll probably be seeing that again, unfortunately. But eh, like it, it wasn't good, but like it was almost supposed to be not good, if that makes sense. Because they bring out these two guys that are like these fucking terrible impersonators. So like they're kind of already saying that the segment's supposed to be shit, where they make fun of these two guys that are just kind of jokes anyway. Well, let's face it. Um they wonder why their ratings are down and then they give you something like this and they're like, I don't know why ratings were down that, that for that hour. Uh, well, uh, yes, that is a very fair point. They had no competition. There was nothing immediately going on in the realm of politics. There was no like real important sports games. NBA is going on, but there was no like championship games, no playoff games, nothing. They were basically running unopposed and this is what they decide to do for people who might be tuning in again for the first time in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yep. This is it. So anyway, it was bad. It was bad. And like yeah. I said, they, they wonder why their ratings are shit. 
Um, yeah. Sometimes people just change the channel during bad segments, and they just don't come back. They go to bed. They go get something <laughs> to eat. They go take a shit. Like this shit, I'm going to bed. Yeah, exactly. People do it all the time, I'm sure. Um, anyway, we get the Hurt Business out there versus uh, Riddle and uh, Lucha House Party. And this was the last time of the night my cable fucked up. Because finally, I just went and fucking reset it, and it started working better until I started watching TV later. Um, but this was the final time it fucked up. So all I saw was Cedric tag himself in, and then Lashley tagged himself in. I saw the end. I saw, mm-hmm. uh, saw a spear hurt lock to Grand Metalik, and that was really all I saw. This match was the end. That kind of was the only like relevant piece of wrestling that you that was in this match anyway, because oh. the majority of the match was just a lot of infighting. Like Cedric and uh, Shelton got into a fight before the commercial break. They come back from the commercial break, everything's good. Then it's right back to shit again. They keep fighting, going back and forth. MVP's trying to like kind of be the moderator, and then you have Lashley just go, you know what, fuck this, I'm tired of it. He tags himself in, comes in, and ends the match, which I actually thought was kind of funny. Because he's like, oh, fucking enough already. Jesus. Like, he was like the dad of the situation. He was like, I'm going to fucking beat you guys' ass, too. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I can see him. Stop it. Don't make me turn this ring around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they definitely did not get ice cream after that match. Oh, bad, bad boys. Bad boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, after that, we got Drew with another uh, COVID promo. I love how you specifically call them COVID. I mean, I guess that's what it is, but it's still a funny term. Uh, what are you going to do, man? Um, I got to tell you, I'm glad they're letting them do these. Mm-hmm. Being we all know the reason, they've kept most people off of television, away from anything having to do with it. I'm glad they're letting them do these. Um, I know he's you know, in the main event. He is their champion. He kind of has to do these. But, um, you know, um, they, they would have had no problem letting them fade away and come back next week anyway. So he will be back next week, but I'm glad they let him do these these at least these little promos, and I think that was a pretty good good idea. And I think it actually works out better for him because, like, when he's doing these promos, they're a lot more direct. And like normally, when he does promos with like ringside, he always takes a moment to like stop and kind of pander to the fans. Yeah, where it's like you know, always kind of throws in the fact that it's like, oh, you know, I was at the bottom of my rope, and then you guys believed in me, and now I'm back at the top. Where it's just like, that's every promo. It's like, ugh, enough already. But so with these, it's like, it's a lot more precise and just direct and gets the message across. I, I've been liking them. Dude, WWE babyface promo writers. Okay, don't forget to put over the universe. Got to put over mm-hmm. the universe. The WWE universe, Mark. Not our universe, man. That's weed again, do I? Um, anyway, we get Hardy. Versus Riker. Uh, Riker's down there with Elias. Uh, Riker's a fucking beast, man. Riker's a fucking beast. Um, I know he said what he said. Let's move on. Isn't, <laughs> isn't that what we're well, doing now? We're moving on, right? We're just moving on from shit. Move on. So we're going to do that. I think he won. Riker won, right? I believe so, yeah. I think so, too. Um, and uh, I really didn't have any notes on that, to be honest with you. Uh, Jeff Hardy's just kind of not winning matches lately, and it's not even 
bothering me. I don't even care at this point. Uh, I don't think I he does either. It looked like he was using his natural hair color. I didn't notice that, but he didn't have any on any gimmicky face paint. He didn't have any like bright hair. Oh. Poor guy's getting old. Serious Jeff Hardy. Mm-hmm. Still got his ass kicked. Yeah, unfortunately for awesome. him at least. Awesome, great, good work. Way to go, uh, Oscar versus Alexa. So mid match, the lights start going out, and suddenly we go to commercial. And we come back, and Alexa's just mid-ring. Now, did she change clothes? Was I? Mm-hmm. She yep. did, right? She changed clothes. She changed her hairstyle a little bit. She put on some black lipstick yeah. to really emphasize the point. I mean, so those people that were in the live show got like just a real, real good time. Because oh. they got to watch her change clothes during the commercial break. I kind of doubt it. But anyway, um, <laughs> back in the ring looking hot but evil. Um and the lights went like pinkish for her match, kind of, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it stayed that way, but it, it initially before they went to commercial, they like turned all pinkish. Yeah, yeah. And Asuka was circling her. The commentators were whispering suddenly, like, like, like suddenly we're in the middle of fucking golf. They're like, "Oh my god, did you see that? Why is Alexa just circling?" And it's like, "Why are you guys fucking whispering?" Asuka's in there screaming, and they're like, "Yeah, that's pretty good." It's like, what the fuck's going on here? Um, anyway, Alexa uh, attempted to do the spider thing that Bray does. Yeah, it's it's good thing that you said attempted. I'm glad you noticed that too. Did mm. not quite pull it off. And I the kind of the funny thing about that is is that it's not impressive when she does it anyway. Because the whole idea is that there's this big guy who is bending in, in a way that is unusual for anybody, but let alone a person his size. Yeah. So when she does it being more petite, it just, it doesn't have the same effect. No, it really didn't. It really didn't. It, yeah, like I said, she attempted to do it. Um, and then suddenly Alexa became super powered. I mean, Asuka's beating the crap out of her and suddenly out of nowhere, Alexa just catches her while she's punching in the sister Abigail gives a smile, wipes her black lipstick, and wins. I mean, weird, but very hot. <laughs> she turned into the sheen, the female fiend. Ah, it was kind of hot, kind of hot. Um, good stuff, though. Good stuff. Not a bad segment. It was, again, a little weird. They're getting... USA wanted some darker stuff, and I guess, you know, especially late in the night, they can do it, so... I don't know. All in all, not the best show. I think we actually spent way too much time on this show. Hopefully we spend less time on AEW. Um, all in all, not a bad show, not a good show, kind of just a decent show. Yeah, it, it, it ran very long. It felt like it took a long time to watch. But it wasn't downright terrible. It just was kind of... <laughs> oh, it's three fucking hours, dude. I mean, it's hard to watch. Even on DVR, it's hard to fucking watch. Just hard. It's just tough, man. It's still a couple hours out of your day, and you're like, God damn it, I got shit to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd rather do dishes or laundry. <laughs> Fucking, I don't know, something needs to be scrubbed, I'll do it. <laughs> I need excuses, babe. Give me, give me excuses not to watch this shit. 
<laughs> doesn't work. I'll do the dishes. You watch the wrestling. Write some notes. <laughs> yeah, you can just put, you know, I don't care. Just do something. I mean, let's, I should just do that one night and see what she writes. That'd be funny. This is what a non-wrestling fan thinks of wrestling. This that 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 would be hilarious. Um, all right, let's jump on into AEW right away. This is um, negative one or Brody Lee Jr. This is his birthday celebration. Um, right away, we get Dark Order out there. Brody Lee Jr. is up on uh, Evil Uno's shoulders. Crowds chanting "Happy Birthday." John Silver gets on the mic and. Every time he takes the mic lately, I can't help but laugh. That little dance he did was fucking great. Fucking great. Even Cole Gabbana was like, well, how the fuck is he doing that? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Got the whole crowd to sing happy birthday to, to, uh, to Negative One. Once again, man. The shit that, the, you know, this kid is going through one of the worst times of his life, and they are making it one of the best times of his life. Right. And I'm sure, you know, his mom and his other brother are along for this ride. And I'm sure all of them are happy that this is going on. And, you know, it's just it's really cool to see um, Luther coming out, kind of cutting a promo, Luther and Serpentico kind of cutting a promo on the on uh, on negative one. I, I guess that's what they're calling them now. Says, we're going to ruin your birthday and Dark Order attacks them all. Page comes out. So this match gets started. Uh, TH2 and Chaos Project versus Reynolds, Silver, Colt, and Page. That's right. This was, I mean, it was, the match was what it was. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and shit on it. I believe this was another one that um, Negative One put together. Um, now, the, the this lucky kid got to hit Luther and Serpentico in the head with kendo sticks. Mm-hmm. And I, again, man, they're making this kid's just the worst days of his life. They are making him the best. They are. It's just, it's really good to see all this going on with him. Um, I know eventually people go, this is starting to get old. They're the blah, blah, but hey, leave, leave it alone. Um, now, Silver did ask Paige if they're going to, if he's going to join Dark Order. And Paige politely let him down and leaves. Nothing happens. <laughs> well, not entirely nothing. Because this was actually a pretty good moment, I thought. Because he's like, guys, I, I just, I can't. And then all of a sudden, right, right after that, you hear the cheerful music. And on the video screen, it says he said yes. And yes. the fucking confetti and balloons start flying out. And they start having to, like, push the additional members of the Dark Order back down the ramp. Because they came out to celebrate. <laughs> and it, it, was, it was, I thought that was pretty good. They executed that pretty well. I thought that was funny. Yeah, I forgot about that. But you're right. That was pretty good. Um. But yeah, but again, it was still, he just politely says no and, and leaves. Mm-hmm. Takes the full bottle of liquor from, uh, I believe, Stu Grayson, his hands. Well, can't blame him for So that not one. only did they turn him down, did he turn him down, but he also stalled their liquor. Can't blame him for that one. Um, and then after that, I, I, I didn't, I, I didn't take every little segment here. So hopefully these will go a lot quicker. Tony's out there in the ring. Um, Tony's out there in the ring to introduce Sting. That rhymed. Yeah, didn't mean to do that, and I apologize. Uh, then uh, he introduces Darby Allen. Sting's got a Brody shirt on. I don't know if you noticed that. Did you catch that? I did not, actually. Good catch. Yep, yep. Uh, Sting was congratulating Darby on being the TNT champion. I'm like, didn't he win that like a month and a half ago? 
Yeah, that is that is true. Also, it kind of made Sting out to be a little bit of a dick. Because he's like, you know what? You remind me of me, and I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's just like, All right, neato. Well, <laughs> my favorite thing about you is how much you've been ripping off my gimmick. That's fucking rad. Sting in his old, mm-hmm. old terms. Um <laughs> Taz interrupts and I used to do some shredding in my day. <laughs> Taz, Taz interrupts and Taz isn't talking. Taz is screaming. Mm-hmm. Taz is screaming. Tells him you guys play dirty. You the baseball bat. That's not fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, your Eddie Kingston and Taz are very alike. <laughs> Wouldn't you know they're they're not too far apart from a geographical standpoint? No, or from a voice standpoint. I, I, I can't do I can't do a good Taz. You know who actually can is Samoa Joe. Really? There, there's there were clips on YouTube. I don't know if they're probably not there anymore. But he was like on a podcast or whatever. Somebody kept kept getting him to do a Taz impression, and it was pretty funny. But yeah, <laughs> Taz at the top of his lungs going, "That's not fair." It's pretty fucking hilarious to me. Uh, it was good. It was good. I I I, I liked it. Um, and Ricky Starks looks like a fucking school teacher. Mm-hmm. He has glasses on and shit. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this guy could be teaching school right now. Um, or, I don't know, personal trainer maybe. Um, anyway, after that, Taz wants to take him to the street. So basically they want a street fight. And I think Darby accepted. He basically said careful what you wish for you just might get it and then he didn't say yes he didn't say no but just made a cliche and then they walked out mm-hmm. yeah all right kind of leave me hanging here man um i <laughs> I had a hung up on the comment in the chat room here of antic saying that walter or not walter yeah luther luther wrestles like a walter <laughs> Which is a great way of describing it. He's not good. Um, but yeah, I mean, there there wasn't too much. I kind of nothing really happened there because they didn't straight up say yes. Just Sting whispered some sweet nothings into his ear, and then he said, "Be like you said, be careful what you wish for." Yeah, you just might get it. Um, I don't know. Okay, good. Let's just move on. I, I got to admit, I mean, this show had some good stuff happen, but the show seemed pretty, kind of seemed thrown together quickly. I don't know. It just, it was very, it was a little ADD, to be honest with you, which you would think I would I would like that, but I don't watch TV to be ADD. I watch TV to have some order. <laughs> so... Anyway, that's kind of seems like it's a little bit of the uh, overall consensus, like at least in the chat here. Was Antox was saying that it was filler. It wasn't awful, but it was filler. Mojo was saying that it, nothing was happening. It was just kind of boring. Hmm. First, he kind of said that he didn't really like it. So it just seems like overall, it was, it was kind of a boring. Well, I mean, that's that's not my words, but it seems like a lot of people were saying that they found to be kind of boring, kind of filler. <laughs> I think after last week's show, like I feel like it was better than last week's show. I, I really didn't like last week's show, huh. but I also felt like nothing really other than like uh, we private party with what happened to them. <clears throat> nothing really significant happened in terms of story. Uh, I mean, a couple of things here. I mean, like this here, we get the young bucks. They're back there looking for Kenny Omega. 
they walk into a penthouse type room and see a painting. Now, Smart, we got to talk about the painting. Yeah, it was wild. It was a painting of Kenny Omega and Don Callis. Both of them are shirtless and ripped to, to shreds. And they have jeans on, which looks like they're both commando. It It's a very mm-hmm. creepy picture. Uh, you can check it out. I decided to go ahead and post it on Wrestling Umbrella. Um, if you want to check it out over there. <laughs> it's It was... I got to say, it kind of took me out of the segment because it was still over there in the background. And I'm like, it's so weird. It is crazy when you think about the fact that somebody actually sat down and painted that. And like they had to have taken a it had to have taken a couple of hours at least to paint that. Mm. And somebody somebody got paid money. Theoretically, at least I don't know who it might have been an AEW person, but somebody got paid money to draw a shirtless Don Callis and Kenny Omega, both with cum gutters, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> it just—it was very—it was very interesting. Interesting. That's a good word for it. Very interesting. Very interesting. Like um, I posted I, in response to your thing, it made me think of the fucking American males. American males. Yeah, I saw like they that. definitely got a bromance going on here. Uh, it's kind of what it seems like it is. Um, now, Don Callis goes to kick out everybody in the room except the young bucks mm-hmm. and he kicks out marvez and then he kicks out the camera guy but he keeps the camp why would you not kick out the camera guy and the camera he's going no cameras in here no cameras in here and then he takes the, he, he, the, the the story is apparently according to him that he didn't want the cameraman filming around kenny omega's house because he sent him and Marvez to, quote, the dungeon. Uh, he said that he didn't want him filming in the dungeon. So this is why the camera just suddenly got left behind. But I think the, I think that what we're supposed to believe, and again, we're, you have to add extra to this, so that makes it not so good when you're having to write what happened for them. Uh, but I think that you're supposed to believe that they are under the impression, or at least that Callus is under the impression that the camera is off. Yeah, because yeah. usually the camera's off when you take it from a cameraman who literally doesn't turn the camera off unless he is dead. Right. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make sense, but... Cameramen can be literally sitting there with just a body, and if if they can have the camera on their shoulder, they will. Mm-hmm. Those guys do not shut the camera for anything, man. Guys, girls, any neither of them, they do not shut cameras. I don't know. To me, it was just stupid. The whole segment was stupid. And Callus is trying to buy Young Bucks as their friends. And I did like the shot at TNA bouncing checks, though. Mm-hmm. We worked for that company, and we know these checks aren't any good. I was like, oh, that was nice. I, you know what? I'm starting to wonder, though. Like, what is TNA getting from all of this? Or what is Impact getting from all of this? Nothing. Because I guess we'll t- you know talk about it a little bit later, but they got a little bit of extra talent, but other than that, it's been nothing but them talking about how fucking Bush League TNA or Impact is, which isn't necessarily wrong, but it's like, damn, if if you're going to get the rub from this, maybe it's not the best idea on your show to keep talking about how shitty it is. No, dude, this is all benefiting AEW. Every bit of the, I mean, AEW's getting time on Impact, which, listen, they're not, they may gain some fans, they may not, who knows, uh, but it's not gaining Impact any fans. Mm-hmm. AEW's getting the, you know, I mean, they're having the only guy I believe that's come over from uh, AEW is Kenny Omega, correct? Has gone to Impact. That's it, right? 
Uh, no, well, actually, no. It it had been the case for a minute there. Oh, but uh, Private Party. They were on Impact last night. Oh, all right. There you they go. They wrestled uh, Saban and I'm trying to remember James Storm. Saban and James Storm, which is oh. a weird pairing. But uh, they wrestled them for the number one contendership, and they ended up winning. So it's going to be them versus Gallows and Anderson at some point. Cool. All right. So there you go. All right. So, I mean, they're both getting a little out of it, but I think AEW is getting the uh, getting definitely the better, the better side of the stick, if you will. Mm-hmm. The clean side. Yeah. The clean like Christopher Kane says it's like New Japan and WCW. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, I guess I could see that one. I could see Because I think if I remember, this was, I was young at the time, but I think they like brought over like Liger and shit and they sent over like Scott Norton, which <laughs> is not necessarily an apples to apples trade, but he got over in Japan. So I guess good for him. Hey, do what you got to do, man. You know, hey. I guess he said, all right, if this is going to be some rib, I'm going to go over there and fucking kill it. Yep. And he did, so... All right. Um, So after all that, I guess we're done with that. Um, Peter Avalon. I refuse to call another man pretty. I'm just not even... I I can't do it. (laughs) Peter Avalon. Especially not this guy. Sorry, I'm just not. Uh, It was Peter Avalon versus Cody Rhodes... Um, at one point Jade came out and it allowed Avalon to hit a low blow and then she was gone. Mm-hmm. Gave Avalon momentum for a few minutes and then, of course, Cody killed him for pretty much the rest of the match. It was actually a more of a back and forth match than I thought. Now, I know Cody is known for going out there and putting these young guys over. Yes. Having these great matches with them like they're broomsticks. Well, that's the thing that's even more insulting, really, is that it's like it's more of him having to set up his own ass. Mm -hmm. Because like, and this isn't a new thing. This has been this way for a while because they put it over on commentary as such that he occasionally loses focus. So Arn Anderson has to rein him in. But basically what they're saying is, gee, he still wins anyway. But imagine how much better he'd be if he actually focused. He'd be killing these guys. This is like, ugh. He'd be like Hulk Hogan in the 80s. That's right. Uh, anyway. Which, I mean, again, that like the, the, that kind of is an insult to the people that he's wrestling because it's not, oh, you know, this person put up a fight that he wasn't expecting or he got a little bit more than he bargained for or whatever. It's Cody is not aware. He had a lack of awareness that let them have a competitive match. So it's like it's not that they're doing anything good. It's that Cody has laps of attention every now and again. Yeah, you know, Cody's just ADHD. Otherwise, he'd be ripping this shit apart. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, that's not very good for your opponent. It's basically saying, you know, no matter how, you know, bad a focus Cody is, he can still beat you with his unfocusingness. What did I just say? What the fuck did I just say? Uh, I don't even know. Leave me alone. Also... We didn't talk about this last week, but uh, I guess Cody is uh, finally getting to follow in the footsteps of his hero, Sasha Banks, because he has his own Snoop Dogg theme now. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yep. It's it's just like the Sasha Banks thing where the or theme I think works too, but whatever. It's like the Sasha Banks theme where it starts off with Snoop rapping and then it transitions into the regular song. Uh, Which is I'll, what Sasha's theme currently does. 
I'll catch that next week. I'll catch that yeah. next week. I will. I will. Um, yeah, I will. Next, next up, we had FTR back there cutting a promo with Tully Blanchard. Uh, Jurassic Express interrupts. Basically, all this did was set up a match for next week, which is going to be Jurassic Express versus um, uh, with Lucha with uh, Luchasaurus out there, but he won't be in the match. It's going to be uh, Jungle Boy and Marco versus FTR. Mm-hmm. So, Christopher Kane just saw the painting. He's watching AEW right now. What do you think of that, Christopher? <laughs> Let's see what he says. The fact that he literally didn't add any commentary to it other than just saw the painting. <laughs> it's like, it's like yep, that happened. Speechless. Don't know what the hell I'm going to say after that. <laughs> I get it, man. We get it. We get it. We do. <laughs> SBC is so much not a fan of Avalon that he just started calling him his real name. <laughs> Which makes me laugh. That got a pop from me. Too homoerotic, he said. <laughs> Not wrong. You think? You think it is? <laughs> it, it is. It, it is very homoerotic. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I. We must say, but. Uh, oh God, we don't have to say it. Leave us alone. <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> I, I mean, I will say if, if you're, you know, if you're a dude, if you're into that kind of thing. You've had a lot of fan service lately. Uh, yeah. Between this and between like the riddle shit, you've been getting a lot of uh, dude skin. Dude, a lot of what? <laughs> dude skin. Dude skin. There you go. There you go. You can't. You said I can't unsee it. Oh no! You cannot unsee it. You can never unsee it. <laughs> no, no, you never will. Okay, what is this that I, I, I get nervous when I click uh, Sasha Baron Corbin's links here? It's usually something with Sasha. It's usually something with Baron Corbin doing something. If I see Baron Corbin flexing one thing, I'm gonna fucking kill this guy. Oh no, he's put up a match. Um, he's not a uh, he's not a fan of old uh, Peter Avalon slash Nor Furnum. So anyway, um, I guess we can move on from that bullshit. John Moxley and Nick Comoroto. Am I close there? Close enough? I guess, yeah. I would. I probably wouldn't have done much better. I think that's how I would have pronounced it. All right. Never seen this guy. Have you ever seen this guy? No. This guy is a beast, like a throwback beast. Um, <laughs> yeah. Obvious, like he would have been yeah. big in the eighties. And obviously, I see the Brody comparisons to Bruiser Brody and Brody Lee. I see comparisons to both of them. Just a big. I, I, one of the guys on commentary tonight said, "Caveman looking son of." I mean, he's a caveman looking guy. But a big son of a bitch. Height-wise, he was literally eye-to-eye with Moxley. So don't know, you know, So that wasn't bad. But just a giant fucking guy. And, I mean, Moxley had to jump on the guy's back like a, like a child to submit him. It looked like, looked like Marco stunt there for a sec. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of going back and forth between how I feel about this. Because on one hand, like you did put it over, he was a very, very big man. Kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, like Mike Knox, hmm. um, but yeah, he's a very big man. But he also is a jobber, so it's like I was conflicted between whether or not he should have gotten the amount of offense that he did get in, or whether or not it just makes sense because he's a big, strong guy anyway. And like, I guess the overall point is that even though there's these big, strong, like fucking caveman-looking guys, as you said, as somebody put in the comments, that he could still get the job done anyway. Yeah, I think that's probably the better way to look at it. Is he can yeah. he can still find a way to get it done. He fears no man. One woman. 
you always got to fear your wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always one woman. You only, only fear one. Um, two, if your mom's still around. You can fear two. Um, <laughs> you have no idea how many times I have been in a grocery store by myself and heard, hey, and I just fucking immediately stop what I'm doing and turn around. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I don't think my mom's Korean. I think I'm safe. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, was oh, you weren't talking to me. Ooh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but anyway, uh, Moxie again, won by submission, jumped on his back, kind of put him in a rear naked joke. Um, Moxie cut an aftermatch promo on Omega. Uh, you brought more people. That's more for me to take out, more for me to hurt. I love this. Blah, blah. You got anything else? No, I think that pretty much sums it up. I, I really, I, I got to tell you, man, his he, he's got to switch something up because his promos are getting really redundant. That kind of, I, w- I was hearing that comparison being made, I don't know if it was last week, I think it was the week before, that he kind of cut a similar promo on, because uh, he, sh- he he had a segment on Wrestle Kingdom, he sent in a video package because he's the U.S. champion, New Japan. So he sent in a video package, and then he cut a promo like the, a day or two later on uh, AEW Dynamite. And I was hearing people kind of lament that it was oddly similar. Mm. So I don't know. Having a kid, I guess he's just like, eh, I'm at the finish line. I'm about to be taking a break. Fuck this shit. I don't know. Maybe, but his promo, I mean, it's all the same. You can knock me down. I'm going to get back up, and I'm going to be even stronger, and blah. <laughs> blah. Blah. And then Turned the next you know, vampire. That's bad. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I just, uh, I it is what it is. Even if the content's redundant, he, he's so good at delivering it that makes it a little bit easier to get through. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, he, you know, he shrugs the shoulders, he cracks his neck, and you know, he's pissed off. Like I said, you know, he is starting to get a little redundant to me. Um, But anyway, let's go to something good here. I'm not shitting on Moxie. I like Moxley. It's just you may be right. He might be like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna be taking a break soon anyway." So who knows? Who knows what he's thinking? But let's go on and go to this real quick. Kingston is backstage. Um, him and Archer had a great little back and forth uh, in this little segment here. I like this. And then Jake. Jake hissed at him, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, Jake. Jake was very fond of this. Jake went, bite me. Bite me. <laughs> yeah, I kept telling him to bite him. That was funny. I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the, uh, she asked Kingston how he was preparing. He goes, I don't prepare, I fight. I fight. <laughs> like, All right. And, and uh, what's her name? The, the, the bunny's just sitting there like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. It was good, but, but uh, and then Archer walks up, and those two made it better. I think, actually, it might have been a better thing for Jake to just shut the fuck up and let those two work it out. I, I think it might have been better. But I, just the fact that Jake hissed at him just really did not upset me one bit. I'll say that. Yeah. So Archer apparently got a haircut. He posted on social media that there's a big lock of his hair gone, like on the floor as though he had cut it. It didn't really look very noticeable, I will say though. I think, but, he, I think he took all the red out of it and just left it the one color. Yeah. Which is what it looked like he did. So 
Whatever, man. Guy still's a big motherfucking badass. I don't care what his fucking hair looks like, to be honest with you. He could be fucking bald, and I think I'd still, still be afraid of him. Um, sure. So then we get uh, Alex Marvez once again. Alex Marvez with a little bit of time on this show tonight. Uh, he walks into Kenny Omega's locker room, um, and he's got uh, Omega with him. So he walks in with Kenny. Kenny sees Don Callis, and the right side of his face is all fucked up, by the way. Not a good makeup job. <laughs> it looked no. like veins. It didn't look like bruised bruises. It looked like varicose veins in his face. Mm-hmm. It, uh, uh, no, no, no. If fucking Darby Allen do your makeup, Jesus Christ. Uh, he, <laughs> no, sting. All right. <laughs> uh, Tells Omega the Young Bucks did it. Again, that was something we forgot to mention back in the uh, back in the uh, room that uh, old uh, Callus had him in. Uh, we did hear some scuffling, but um, there you go. He says the Young Bucks did it. The Young Bucks did it. <clears throat> yep. Well, he basically, at the beginning of the segment, was giving him the old, ah, I fell. Because he was like, oh, who did this? He's like, oh, it's nothing. It's not important. And he's like, oh, well, no, I'll kick their ass. Who is it? And he's like, oh, it's the young bucks. He's like, ah. No, well, it's okay. She- I fell down the stairs. It's all right. I bumped into a door. Oh. Oh. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> I hope Mr. Tyson is okay. <laughs> no, really. I, the sour fucking came out and hit me in the face. It was fucking amazing. All right. <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> I mean, it put me on the fucking ground. Anyway, uh, that was awful. Sorry about that, guys. I'm sorry. Kind of a combination of the like the character from the Jerky Boys of like oh, I fell down the stairs and my shoes fell off. Uh, so Sal <laughs> Rosenberg. Sal Rosenberg. That's a good one right there too. Yeah, you can do Sal. That's a good one. I like doing that one too. That's a good one to do. Basically, I just do my grandmother. She got the phone. I go. I can't hear you. I. I I, I, I can't hear him. I can't hear him. Okay. <laughs> this is taking a turn. That's my grandmother. I'm not lying. That's literally my grandmother. Huh. Boston. Oh, that's Boston. They're from Boston. My, my, yeah. yeah. Grandma's from Boston, so. Yeah. She, she still talks like it's 1920. Hmm. So. Um, totally forgot where we went with that. Um. <laughs> Well, we were talking about the Kenny Omega Don Callis situation, and then we were transitioning whatever happened after. Oh, that. we were talking about basically him acting like a battered wife. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then suddenly we went Sal Rosenberg. Kind of thought you were gonna go with the uh, with the uh, with the who was it? The Italian guy from uh, Jerky Boys. Uh, was it? Open your fucking Frank ears! Rizzo. Open your fucking ears, jackass! Yeah, Frank Rizzo. <laughs> ah, there you go. Oh, good shit, the Jerky Boys, man. I miss those guys. Mm-hmm. They tried to do another album after that really big one, and it just wasn't the same. I actually thought the movie was pretty good. The movie was funny. I, 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 did, I actually remember going to the theater to see that when I was younger, obviously. Um, but I remember going to see that in the theater. But they tried to do another like I, a CD, I guess, after, and it just never was the same. The first one was it. They probably should have left it at that. But And the movie. I think the movie kind of killed them, to be honest with you. I think it just... Because it wasn't a very... Was it a commercial success? No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> so, no. um, there we go. So we got that. Again, that was a 
very bad makeup job, though. So let's go ahead and keep going here. I want to get through these. We actually have a not a lot of news, but a little bit of news to get into. Um, we'll tie a few things in, actually, coming up in just a minute here, actually, a couple minutes here. Um, we get Matt Seidel in Top Flight versus Matt Hardy in Private Party. I know you've been waiting to talk about this one. Now, there's... Uh, first of all, this was a great match. Lots of great athletes in this ring, and... Um, and Matt Hardy. <laughs> uh, we, <laughs> I mean, wow. First off, before we even talk about that, what the fuck is up with that theme music that they, I guess, is for Matt Hardy, where it sounded like it was just like somebody was running a drill? Mm. Where it almost sounded like it sounded like a modernized version of the fucking Isaac Yankum theme, where it's just like somebody running a drill the entire time. It was, it, it was very, it just got in my ears and it, it did a very bad thing to them. I did not wear the headphones tonight watching, so I don't know. Okay. Well, for those who did hear it, it was fucking terrible. Yeah. I just wasn't in the mood to drop headphones on when I got to sit here with these on for two and a half to three hours. So I just decided to to go headphoneless. Um, uh, by the way, Quinn for the win did – Quinn for the win. I, twice tonight I did, I did that. I didn't mean to eat the time. Either, either – Either time, I gotta speak, don't I? Do you need me to call a doctor? No. Yeah, I've only had two beers. Not even two. I just opened this one. I'm on two, three sips of this beer. I I think I need more beer. I think that'll get get me to talk better. Um, You're sober. That's the problem. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, there's there's obviously some blood getting to my alcohol stream here. Um, I need to slow that down a little bit. Just fucking, you know. Start mainlining the beer, maybe. Uh, <laughs> just uh, Quinn. Finally, uh, got IV. Quinn finishes the match with a shooting star press and catches his foot on the turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. Now I got to say, this looked like it would have messed up a lot of people. It looked scary, but I got to tell you, man, cool, calm, collected. Didn't didn't fucking bat an eye. Didn't fucking miss a beat. Well, you're talking about Quinn hit his move, but I, uh, Cassidy also hit. With the uh, chair, he broke out the chair, used the chair to yes. their advantage. So, hinting at a heel turn, I guess. They're saying that they're kind of embracing Hardy's philosophy. Yeah, I mean, well, they did attack uh, after the match. They did, uh, you know, the now you got to remember there was a handshake before the match between um, between the two teams. It was a handshake between the two guys that started the match. I honestly forget who it was. Um, but it, the two guys that started the match was a handshake. So, you know, you had the respect going there. And then we end the match with Matt Hardy and Private Party attacking Matt Seidel in top flight after the match. And basically, yeah, I think we had a little heel turn here. And I, that's something. That's something. I'm, I'm actually, I got to tell you, they've got a lot of baby faces and not a lot of heels on their show. I mean, they've got Team Taz heels. Um, and most of the other, I mean, all the other heels are kind of, just not very heelish. They're more comedy-ish or, you know, cool heels or they just don't have many. So, good. I mean, how many heel tag teams do they have, really? Uh, well, I mean, that all depends because it kind of becomes sort of an ambiguous thing after a while. But you got the Butcher and the Blade. They're heel mm-hmm. at the moment. Are and- they? Is Eddie Kingston really a heel? 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's heelish. I mean, he has a motive for why he does the things that he does. So that makes it better than him just being a dick for no apparent reason. Yeah, but then, but, yeah, but then it comes out and he's like, oh, I fucking love every fucking one of you. God damn it, you're yeah, great. After the show, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, still, I know. But he'll, you know, he gets emotional even during shows sometimes. So I don't I know, man. Santana and Ortiz, but like they don't really use them. Yeah, so Inner Circle's not really thing. heels. Inner Circle's not really heels, bro. They're they're PR's kind they're, of in the middle. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's not a lot of. I guess you're right that there's not a lot of clear, <laughs> clear, cut, straight cut yeah. heels. Like you got uh, fucking. We were talking about Chaos Theory earlier. They're heels. Yeah. Uh, what's the God? And I like them too. The acclaim. Okay. Are, yeah, they're, but again, they're out there. You know, they, but they're going to be a, if they're a crowd favorite right now. So. I don't know, man. I just think they they could use some straightforward heels and um, kind of refreshing to see. We'll see where this goes. Yeah, I like it. I, they need something. Yeah. Because it just, I don't know, having them just be sort of vanilla faces weren't really getting the job done. Right. So right. this is just a good shot in the arm for them. Like we talked about, they had them on Impact. They won their match there. They, they pulled the old Rick Rude because they were on Impact and AW Dark last night. Wow. So, and then they, of course, had a match tonight. So there was three matches within like a 24-hour span. So if you're a private party fan, just fucking eat up. Ah, interesting. Interesting. All right. All right. There you go. Good for fucking private party, man. Out there killing it. Um, mm-hmm. So after that, after that little heel turn we get, Inner Circle's backstage without Chris Jericho. This is a weird segment. It, is, is MJF going to try to take over? First of all, that that seems to be the prevailing logic, because like somebody pointed out with the whole Jake Hager thing was that he came in and was trying to cool things off with him after he lost his match to Wardlow. Right. right. And he's been trying to bond with Santana and Ortiz and pretty much everybody other than Sammy. He's been trying to extend it all branch to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. Sammy's about to definitely become that company's main baby face very soon. <clears throat> but I agree. I, I definitely agree. I think it looks like they're going to tease that. Um, and this is where we'll get the MJF Jericho where they, you know, they kick him out or whatever will happen. And we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's, listen, it's not the greatest. Um, every inner circle segment isn't great, but they're fun. I won't lie. Mm-hmm. They're fun to watch. So anyway. Not a huge segment. I didn't spend any time on it. We just got three little segments left here. Uh, we get Layla Hirsch, who JR decided to tell us she's four foot eleven. For those wondering, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, JR. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and this was versus Penelope Ford, which was supposed to be Nyla Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, Nyla Rose had to uh, not be in this match. She wasn't exposed. Well, she was kind of exposed to someone who had uh, COVID. Uh, she was uh, with a in contact with a family member who tested positive, and they decided to put Penelope Ford in in place of that. So there you go. But uh, again, AEW doing the right thing. You know, hey, you, 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 go get tested. See what happens. But uh, she did find out she's going to self-quarantine for the next 14 days. And uh, there we go. That is why we had this match right here between these two. Um, Kip, 
is also down there with Penelope Ford, Miro, and uh, the butler is what they're calling him now. Yeah. The butler. Right. Charles. Charles Taylor. Uh, they're down there. Now, I, I like Hirsch. I think she's really good. I, even though she's very tiny, she's very stocky and very muscular and looks like she can fucking hurt you badly. I don't know if she needs more work or if she needs someone who can work her style better. But she just looks very slow and awkward in the ring. Is it just me? Um, actually, yeah, I think, well, I don't know if it's just you, but I actually liked her. I thought she did pretty good. I, I like, she's got some good offense to her. So obviously really good at the whole power element. And like, I, like, I feel like, she, you know, she's short, but like, she's very fucking built. So like, oh, yeah. kind of like the old Taz Rhino type situation. Yeah. I think she might be afraid to hurt some of these girls though. I think that my, I think, uh, I think she might be afraid to hurt somebody. Yeah, that could be the case. I could see that. I think so. We were talking about that when they were doing like the Raw Underground, and they were actually using the uh, like the former UFC women that they had, mm. where it looked like like Duke was it looked like Duke was scared to touch anybody because he would actually fuck them up for real. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you got to be careful doing all that with them, man. Yeah, you don't want to fucking hurt anybody, man. It's, you know, it is what it is. Um, but Penelope did the, did win this match. Um, it wasn't a bad match. Like I said, it wasn't great. I, I, I definitely think Hirsch needs some work. Or, again, I think someone maybe who can work her style and then she's not afraid to get in there with and lay that shit in. I think she's just a little timid, maybe. I don't know. Could be. And, I mean, that could be any number of things, too. They could, I don't know how much televised wrestling she's done. I know this isn't her first batch on Dynamite. But, you know, a lot of these people are still new to being on TV on a weekly basis or, you know, fairly regular basis, at least in her case. Uh, so that could be like, it'd be that, it could be the jitters. And I mean, Penelope Ford is still pretty new to the whole wrestling thing, too. So some of it might be her, too. I mean, she's she's developing pretty well, but she's still pretty new. Yeah, Christopher's uh, saying that both of these girls uh, were uh, trained by DJ Hyde. Oh, Jesus. Oh, he probably had to lick them. Um... <laughs> I, 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 no, I don't want to go there. 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 Uh, Miro, after this match, he brought Charles into the ring. Um, he Orange Cassidy was <coughs> in the crowd, and uh, <coughs> excuse me, uh, Miro called Orange Cassidy a George Michael wannabe. That was mean. Um, <laughs> That was mean. That was mean. And uh, tells Charles to tell Orange Cassidy that Miro is his new best friend now. And he does, and Orange Cassidy looks so sad walking away. <laughs> sad. I mean, now, I, have, I, I want to know what you think about this, because I've heard the theory floated out there mm. that, and we might even be going a little bit deeper as to say that maybe he even threw the match, but... The theory is that with Chuck Taylor being his butler, as it were, he's going to use that as an opportunity to somehow kind of subterfuge and sabotage the wedding is the overall potential uh, theory. And if you think about it, it makes it kind of makes sense. True. Because if you look at it, like we talked about, it was a squash match. So like potentially you could even go as far as to say that Chuck Taylor straight up deliberately threw the match so that he could lose, get in there and fuck up the wedding. Oh, very good. 
I like that. That's definitely possible. That is definitely a possibility right there. Um, yeah, I didn't even think of that. But uh, it, 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 it was all right. It was all right. I just felt so bad for poor Orange Cassidy, man, just walking out of there. Old sad Cassidy. Poor guy. Um, sad Cassidy. Yeah, we got sad Cassidy tonight. And, uh, you know, poor, uh, poor Chuck Taylor. Old Charles. We're going to call him now, I guess. Old Charlesy. <laughs> Charles and in I, charge. Yeah. And our knights. There you go. There you go. Was that Scott Bale? It was Scott Bale, wasn't it? Uh, probably. <laughs> Other than the theme song, I really don't know. I really only know the theme song because it was referenced on Family Guy. Uh, now, I did notice, um, I believe it was Tony said, Young Boy. And it went quiet for like two seconds, and suddenly he's like, "I know, I know, Butler, Butler." Yeah, because well, at first, you know, I think that's what you're alluding to is that the verbiage was "young boy." He kept saying "young boy." He was going to become his young boy if he lost. He kept calling Chuck Taylor "young boy" even before that. He being Miro, and then suddenly, like last as of last week, it was it all became Butler. It went from being young boy to Butler, and I guess I like I'd really. I'm still in the. I, I know next to nothing about the history of Japanese wrestling. I'm, I'm in the process of trying to learn a little bit about that, just because it interests me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, doesn't necessarily have the best connotation well, when it comes to like word association with young boys. Because I think back in the day, I don't rem- I don't know the exacts, but some of the veteran wrestlers had the young boys do some pretty fucking unseemly things. So well, I'm I'm also gonna guess that's not a term you want people typing in their Google and having the FBI knock on their door. Um, True. Yeah, I, that that's a whole another thing too. Is it's like more of a Japanese wrestling thing. It's U.S. So your average U.S. fan might nece- not necessarily know the history of that word or that term properly. And they just keep hearing the phrase young boy being thrown around. And it leads to thoughts of like child labor or like unseemly shit with children. And that's not something that you want to have associated with your product, obviously. Yeah. And I don't even think I would even want to type in young boy wrestling term. Yeah. Young boy wrestling. Definitely not. I don't want to even put those words in my computer. I, I don't need anyone knocking on my fucking door. I don't have a VPN. So. You know, right. I'm I'm good on that. So, well, speaking of VPN, we are sponsored by Nord, no, we're not <laughs> sponsored by Nord VPN. But uh, God, I wish. Yeah, no kidding. God, do I wish. Cross our fingers, maybe one day. I need to figure out that anchor thing, and maybe we'll go from there. Um, but anyway, let's uh, let's move on here. We got two little segments left over. We got the Gallows and Anderson. They're seen backstage. They're beating up on Pentagon. Omega struts up. And takes off his boots. They were very nice boots, I must say. They were very nice. They were. They were. They were. They were. Slight teaser for NXT. Apparently, Tony Storm was rocking some Cactus Jack snakeskin boots tonight. Okay. I'll have to check that out. I'll be watching NXT tomorrow night. Um, And he, Omega shoved the point of the boot right into Pentagon's eye. Pretty cool shit, actually. Those boot points are pretty bad. I've got yeah. some boots. You can hurt somebody with boots, man. Not really a boot person. I've only got two. I've got two pairs. Besides my work boots, which I wear every day. But, yeah. 
either wear work boots or hiking boots or just boots. The big thing around here is there's just a lot of cowboy boots and shit, and there's a lot of places where you can get like discount, like two for one pairs and shit of cowboy boots, especially like around the Knoxville area. That's a particularly popular thing of just like different outlet stores for boots and cowboy accessories. Yeah. I mean, we have all those around here, Cavenders and all those places around here too. But I gotta be honest, man, the cowboy boots are fine. Believe it or not. I, I, I preferred cowboy boots when I do like a suit because you can get away with that in Texas without a problem. Actually, people prefer it. Um, but I just, I don't like wearing them with jeans. Never no. have. Never have. Never. Have. And I do wear boot cut jeans, but I mean, I wear, like I said, work boots or hiking boots or I always just like boots. I don't, I don't know. Don't like sneakers, you know, low. I hate low tops. Hate low tops. Honestly, for me, I usually just wear like slip resistant shoes. Because uh-huh. I work restaurants, so normally I have to wear those for work anyway. But then just the extra comfort of not having to worry if somebody spills some shit at the grocery store or at the restaurant or whatever. If I'm just, like, eating out somewhere. Yeah. They're more, like, once you break them in, they're more comfortable than you would think. But you just got to break them in. It's the same with cowboy boots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you get some of those, um, you get some, uh, what is that shit called? Mink oil. You put it on there and you you wear them for a couple of days. You put that mink oil on there for a couple of days, two or three times a day. They'll soften up pretty quick and they'll start stretching. Nice. Until it rains and then that day it rains, you can't get the fuckers off. And then you got to <laughs> do it all over again. Um, Sensible, Sam, uh, Sensible Sam favorite shoe, the Red Wing shoes. There you go. High techs. We don't have I don't know any. What either of those are. We don't have Red Wings here at all. I'd have to order them if I, but I, I don't know if they have boots. All right, the boots I have on are Skechers. I wear Skechers. They have composite toe. They're not steel toe. Steel toe gets fucking cold here in the winter, dude. I can't imagine how that would be comfortable. Like I know people that wear them, but I'm like, yeah, they're all right. They don't bother me. But I mean, the composite toe is plastic, so they're not as heavy. Mm, but. Okay. Uh, yeah. I tried I tried a pair on before and it felt like my foot just kept banging against the steel and it was just like nah. Nah, I'm used to it at this point. I've been wearing these things for years and I walk around a lot of warehouses and some warehouses you cannot go in without eye protection, hard hat, and either steel or composite toes. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. I went in once in a pair of like, you know, dress shoes and they gave me these little like hard hats for my toes. Mm-hmm. That I had to put on my shoes. It was adorable. They were I was little. Gonna they, say that sounds adorable. They literally were little hard hats for my little toes, and I was like, "That is so cute." Okay, <laughs> the lady's like, "Okay." I'm like, "Let me give me those. I want to put them on." I took a picture. <laughs> She's like, "You can't do that." I'm like, "Oh, I'm sorry." <laughs> oh, all right. So I had to delete the picture. <laughs> NDAs, NDAs. No, nah, it's not. It wasn't an NDA. It was uh, this place makes. Um, they have a lot of government contracts. They do carbon fiber. Interesting. They okay. actually manufacture giant rolls of carbon fiber. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool what they do. Pretty fucking cool. So, um, anyway, let's move on from that. We get the. Uh, I didn't know what else to call this. The Inner Circle Tag Team Extravaganza. 
Sounds like a good term for me, yeah. I wasn't really sure what they were calling this. The, I don't know, the the, the tag team dominance fun time. I don't fucking know. You hit the nail on the head. They were calling it the tag team dominance fun time. <laughs> it's really weird that they decided to go with sort of a Japanese-style naming of the mat. Happy American tag team dominant fun time. There's just a lot of like weird emojis. It was odd. Uh, yeah, but no, I don't think I don't remember what they called it either. I think it was just like the tag team challenge or something. But yeah, the term really doesn't matter. The fact is, you had all of the inner circle Sans Wardlow in the match, so you had uh, <laughs> as I try to scramble Santana and Ortiz or yep. Ortiz. Or, or I, I can't even do it the way that he does it. He got the fucking R rolled in there. I was impressed. Ortiz. Or 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 I was like, all right, I see or you. I see you. It's Ortiz. <laughs> uh, fucking Justin Roberts out here stealing my gimmick with the R rolls. Uh, <laughs> coming after you. So you have Santana and Ortiz <laughs> and uh, fucking Sammy Hagar. And you actually had Sammy well, Hagar. Yes, we actually had Sammy Hagar giving a shout out to Sammy and H- and Hager, that was pretty. I got it. I told you. Did we not say last week this was going to happen? You might have. Yeah, I could. I, I think you did say something about. We that, did. Yeah. We we did. We said. I bet they get a little shout out video coming into this match. Next thing you know, we have a shout out video coming into this match. We did say it. I remember. I think I did. If I didn't say it, I meant to say it. But I'm pretty sure I said it. <laughs> that is that is a great way to kind of double down on your predictions. Like, look, I fucking told you Sting might maybe come back sometime. I No, I actually did not think. <laughs> I did, I flat out said I do not think Sting will come to AEW. I was completely wrong on that one. I, I do admit that, which is why I actually think I did say that last week. Because usually I'll just fucking throw out, I'm fucking wrong. I don't give a shit. Right. Ain't the first, won't be the last. <laughs> so do you think that Mr. Hagar had any idea what the hell was going on? Uh, maybe. I know he's actually friends with Jericho, so he might. Yeah. He might. I believe Jericho might actually have a few of these guys watching AEW. I would be surprised, and potentially, yeah. I mean, they got nothing better to do. I mean, Sammy Hagar, basically, I mean, I, I follow him on Facebook, and I do watch some of his videos, so he pops up on my timeline every now and pretty more than every now and then. He's just pretty much home, videos playing the guitar, having fun, talking about his tequila. Which, by the way, his, oh. his tequila is good, by the way. The Cabo Wabo, it is good. I never had, I like tequila. I just can't afford tequila. This <laughs> is the problem. His is not expensive. It's, it's, it's a little more than like Cuervo, but it's not, it's not Patron price at all. It's really in the middle of those two. It's really affordable. It's not bad. Um, and he's got little pints of it you can get for like eight ninety nine, I think. Okay. It is a good tequila though. It is very smooth. Actually, it's very smooth. Um, I got a bottle. I have two bottles. I he makes a uh, a gold and a and a silver. So I I've got both bottles out there. I believe on my in my on my kitchen. Uh, got bottles all over the top of the cabinets. You know, it's really good. If not a little pricey, is what I was talking about. Not being able to afford the uh, you mentioned on Patron, the Patron's uh, Patron XO. It's coffee flavored. Oh. So it, it, and I'm not even really a big coffee fan, but it is fucking delicious. I got one of those like little, like mini, I don't know, like 350 milliliter bottles. Yeah. Because that way it was like actually affordable. And I had some of it and it was, it was pretty good. Yeah. I don't like 
I, I'm, I, I don't like flavored liquors. Mm, I, this is where but, we part. But I, the, it's the sugar. I don't. I'm not a big sweets guy. So sh- the, all that sugar from the flavoring really hits me the next morning. I am, yeah. I am so dry. Plus, I smoke weed. I am so dry mouth. I can barely fucking like open my mouth in the morning. I'm like pulling it apart. It feels like glue. Uh, okay. See, now I, I, I can, I can safely admit with no shame in my game that I essentially my drinking habits are kind of that of like a 22 year old frat girl. <laughs> like I'll drink it if it says cotton candy or if it's Bailey's. Shots. Bailey's is good, but Bailey's doesn't get me drunk, so I don't drink it. No, I'm just saying. Um, oh yeah, there was one time. There was one. The only time I've ever really had a bad experience was like you know pucker. Right. Oh yeah. Somebody was make somebody for a while, and it went away, and I probably know why. Somebody was making an overproof pucker, so it wasn't the ninety nine flavor stuff, but it was like uh, like thirty five percent, so it's the same as Jägermeister and things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. So I drank a whole big bottle of this, like I drank the entire bottle in one night because it was really fucking delicious. I passed out for two hours and woke up in the most excruciating agony I've ever felt in my life. Oh. I don't get headaches when I get hang- hung- hangovers, but I my head was fucking screeching that night. Oh, wow. Have a good night. And sugar. Yeah, have a good night, Christopher Kane. She's heading out to bed. Uh, yeah, dude, that sugar sometimes will just intensify that alcohol. And next thing you know, man, it's just fucking bleh, horrible shit, man. And that's why I just kind of, I mean, the wife, like like I said, the wife likes doing those Jaeger bombs. I can do two or three. After that, I'm like, oh, God, and I feel horrible the next morning. I want to die the next morning because I had so much sugar. Um, right. Ooh, Kettle One. Very good. Very good. I like Kettle One vodka. Um, I get that, though, and the wife is like, I don't like it. And I'm like, all right, back to the rock gut vodka. <laughs> Can, can I have the plastic bottle, please? Hey, that that's pretty no. much my field, too. That's my game. Nah, she's not that bad. We get uh, Tito's. I... <laughs> oh, all right. we, we, we go with uh, Tito's usually. She likes Tito's. Well, I usually feel like if I'm going to drink vodka, I just get the cheap shit so that I can get more of it because I'm going to mix it anyway. I, I don't really drink vodka straight more often than not. Yeah, I do. Obviously. Well, I've I'll done. take straight shots, but then I'll chase it. So I'll put like a little bit of like soda or fucking Kool-Aid in my mouth. Then I'll take the shot. Well, you've seen me. I don't chase usually. Mm, I chase all the time. Uh, I might take a sip of water, but uh, not much of a chaser guy. But uh, I'll just take it and go, man. But yeah, that's, I mean, you guys have heard me drink many, many liquors on this show. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Kettle One, good stuff. But yeah, Tito's is the one we go for. And now they're doing a thing where they donate uh, every bottle you get, they donate to uh, dog shelters. Nice. So um, we've bought a lot of that. Sort of a local thing for you guys, too, huh? I think they're in Texas, yeah? Handmade in Texas, absolutely. Absolutely. I've heard a lot of good things about them. I don't think I've ever actually tried them. There's a lot of Texas vodka when you go to the liquor store here. We have one here called 50. The problem is they want fourteen ninety nine for the largest bottle, which is, you know, the handle. I think, I think, I think do, do, do the kids still call them handles? The large bottle? Yeah, I think so. Okay, the handles. You know what I mean. 750 the big one. Well, then the, well, the 
750 is sort of the basic one. It's the 1.75. 1.75. That's that that they only want 14.99. That really worries me. That's cheap. That's too cheap. And their bottles are very generic, which doesn't worry me. They're not not trying to they're obviously a smaller company, but when your vodka is that cheap, even though you're local, that worries me a little bit. I almost got the mini bottle because they came out with mini bottles last time I went to the store. Because I don't just go to the liquor store for liquor. My wife also gets these little sleep shots there. Um, they're hemp. Uh, CDB. Or CBD. Whatever. Yeah. CBD. CDB. CDB. CBD whatever. Hemp. <laughs> and uh, so I go there for those too. And it, I just, I don't know, man. I got a feeling it's going to be rough. Maybe I'll try it. Maybe I'll, you know what? Maybe Friday I'll go get a little bottle. I'll try it on the show. Um, there you go. What was the name of it one more time? Fifty. Fifty. Yeah, I've never heard of them. No, it's local. I think yeah. it's very small local, which again worries me. But I don't know they got a small bottle for like four ninety nine. I'll give it a shot to see. See the thing around here because I'm in the Tennessee. I'm in Chattanooga, of course. Mm. So everybody, because you must fucking have to, everybody loves Jack Daniels. Uh. And for me, it's not a matter of it being too sweet. I just don't like the taste because every so often I'll be like, hey, I haven't had Jack Daniels in a while. And then I'll get a bottle and I'll take a sip and I'll be like, hey, I remember why I haven't had Jack Daniels in a while. Yeah, this I'm, shit tastes awful. The Honey I'm, Jack is good. They got a Honey Jack. They got a cinnamon. Yeah. Oh, the cinnamon. I had I had a bottle of that. It's not good to me. I, I, I do not like whiskey. The only I, whiskey I can drink is Southern Comfort, which is a kind of a whiskey mash. Yeah, I've had something comfort before. It's all right. Yeah, I, I like the I like the cinnamon jack. I like the honey jack, but I like cinnamon flavored liquor. I like the Fireball. I like the uh, uh, fucking Cintro or something. I forget what it's called. Oh, the cinnamon, um, the cinnamon uh, <laughs> tequila. Yeah, it's like incinerator or something. I, I I had a big fucking bottle of it. I have it. Shit. I have it here. I have it here. The Singe, I think, is the name of it. Something like that. Yeah, I, I was on. Like a long time ago, I was actually drinking that on the show, so I should remember. But I think it's called Singe. Now, I will tell you, I got we did Secret Santa at my wife's mom's place, and I got a bottle of whiskey and a cigar. The cigar is packed away in a humidor. I'll get to that one day. Uh, one, one day when the wife's out of town, I'll sit here, watch TV, and smoke it in the house. Um, but uh, I got that and a bottle of whiskey, a bottle of 1792, which is, I looked it up. It's a very good bottle of whiskey, actually. But I don't like whiskey. Now, he didn't know. And I'll drink anything. Sure. So, oh, yes. Let, let us not lose sight of that. <laughs> if it is free liquor, I will not say no. Now, this bottle also was in my house longer than any bottle ever. Because this bottle lasted me almost a month. Because I would do like two, three shots. And that's all I could handle. Because I do not like whiskey. Now, I finally <laughs> finished a bottle. Okay. And I didn't realize, but I put my new... I got a new air fryer. I got a Ninja air fryer. My mom gave it to me. She didn't like it. Didn't like it at all. I don't like this air fryer. Take my air fryer. Okay. That particular air fryer is the way that air fryers make food. Did, didn't like the air fryer at all. So okay. I tried to talk her into it. I said, keep it, blah, blah, blah. She didn't care. Gave it to me. So I got a new one. So I didn't realize, but I put the air fryer in front of the bottle. Now it's got a cork on it. I'm sitting there and I'm, you know, waiting for the air fryer. I got it all heated up. It's ready to go is about five minutes in and I hear a pop you know like a mm -hmm. 
And suddenly I'm like, what the fuck was that? And I heard something hit the cabinet. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? The bottle had gotten so hot it expanded and popped the cork out and scared the living holy hell out of me. There was no one here. I was shot my fucking cabinets up, dude. <laughs> I didn't know. I, I, I turned around. I'm, I'm like, what the fuck was that? And then I realized that I saw the fucking uh, the cork kind of rolling because, you know, it's got a little knob on the back of the rolling. And I'm like, you motherfucker. Holy shit. Right. Yeah, even if you're a non-drinker, that's something that's fun. If you just look up videos online, there's plenty of people that they're trying to uncork a bottle of like champagne or whatever, and it just turns out to be a total fucking disaster. Breaks windows, fucking knocks shit off the table. Yeah, we got my sister a uh, electric wine opener, wine nice. uh, an electric one for Christmas because she. I've seen my sister butcher bottles of wine, trying to open. I've seen her push many a corks inside, just getting sick of it. <laughs> oh, I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen her get very angry. So we got her an electric one. Hopefully she's doing better with that one. Um, but anyway, enough. I can sit here and talk about drinking on that. We do need to do a uh, just kind of rattle on no wrestling show one night. Maybe on a Friday, man, because who really gives a shit about NXT and fucking... Smackdown. Smackdown, yeah. Yeah, I'd be down for that. Yeah, I would too, man. I would too. Actually, chat actually joins in better when we're talking about fucking nothing instead of talking about wrestling. Uh, but yeah, that was a that was a scary day, man. There was no one here. And um, I, 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 I'm not going to lie. Had my hand on it. Had my hand on the 40. <laughs> and I don't mean the 40 ounce. I mean the 40 caliber. Um I just didn't know what fucking popped, and I it sounded like a shot. Mm. I mean, a cork gun shot, but a shot. Right. No one should have been in my house even shooting a cork gun at me. That's all I'm saying. I got scared. Uh, but yeah, yeah. And obviously, everything turned out okay. I'm still, you know, around. No, yeah, not not in jail for firing a gun or anything. So, um, but anyway. Let's go ahead and get back to this match. We, were, we hadn't even gotten into the actual match. We were still, somehow we got from Sammy Hagar to tequila to liquor. Um, yeah, we, we announced two of the three teams in this match so far. Uh, yeah, so then the other competitors were, uh, who, fucking who? Uh, Jericho. And, uh, Jericho and MJF. And Jeff, yes. And MJF. Wardlow was just down there being the uh, big dummy that he is. Um, now, I got to say, once again, I see a little foreshadowing here. Sammy, I believe, was the star of this match, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. He was running all over the place, bumping his ass off. He just had himself a real good match. I believe Sammy's going to be a very big baby face for this company very soon. I think so. I've, I've seen him in that capacity before, and it works. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, and I mean, it's what's in the past is in the past. You can't do anything about it. Obviously, there's going to be the people that you know don't let him live down those things that he said but i think other than that he's really good at being sort of a you know plucky underdog babyface type and you know not not to defend what he did because i mean what he did was stupid and he was young he was stupid he'd said something horrible but sure and i i know you shouldn't qualify with a butt but i just did compared to what we heard about a lot of other people uh he said something stupid he didn't make advances he didn't force himself. 
he didn't try to, you know, um, get someone else, in, you know, famous by trying to, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, take advantage of his position. He didn't do any of that. He said right. something stupid on a podcast once. Yep. Apologized, did his, you know, Mayakopa penance, whatever you want to fucking call it. And he's come back and I, I, I really, I, I think his was like the lesser of all the charges. Sure. So yeah, be said. Yeah. Yeah, and again, I'm not defending. It was stupid. It was ridiculous. I can't even think of why why he thought it would be funny to say that. That I don't. That wasn't even funny back then. No. He was trying to be a shock jockish kind of guy, and he said something stupid. But like I said, we saw people making advances. We saw people taking advantage of their positions and companies. Those are what the things we were hearing about. We, I mean, that was the gross things that we were hearing about. And Sammy Guevara said something dumb. Hey, I still think he's going to be a great baby face for that company when it happens. Um, but him and even Hager, I thought Hager was, a, was basically the second runner up as star of the match, in my opinion, um, in this match. Both of those two were pretty much, uh, Hager was, was a beast and Sammy was just, like you said, all over the place, zipping, zagging and dodging and diving. And yeah, I was actually, I was really getting behind that team. I was like, I, I could get behind this combination. It's yep. pretty fun. There was the one moment in the match where, uh, Wardlow slipped MJF the ring, the dynamite ring. Yeah. Puts it on, gets ready, turns around, sees Hager. Hager's, of course, has seen the entire thing play out and knows that he has a weapon on him. He gives him this big ear-to-ear -ear smile and just fucking decks him. Yeah. Just, just takes him right on out. Laid and him it's out. Like, good for him. That That is what he should be doing. That's what he does best. Absolutely, man. Now, I don't... Now, Jericho did the lion salt tonight and almost... <sighs> now, did he... Yeah. Did... Was the rope loose, or is he just that heavy now? I or did he slip? I looked like he looked like the rope is a little looser than he was expecting. See, I, I didn't. I wish I would have been anticipating this a little bit better because I already went ahead and deleted it off the DVR. Otherwise, I'd go back and look. But I had been thinking about that because I was like, you know, you don't see Jericho do the lion salt too much anymore, and then he did it, and I was like. Dear God, please never do that again. I'm worried that you're going to literally kill yourself. Because yep. like he didn't. I don't know if it was because of the rope or what, but he just didn't get the full rotation, and it could have gone very, very badly because it was live television. Yeah, his. I mean, his hair was hitting the mat. It was. It was close. Mm -hmm. It was close. I, I don't know. Maybe he's getting. He's a little too heavy, or he's just getting older. I mean, you know, not to fault them for that, but you, just, you know, you get to the point where you can't do certain things that you've done. You know, it happens with everybody. It, even you know, Rey Mysterio, mm -hmm. he doesn't move quite as fast as he used to. It just RVD, like all those people that do like aerial maneuvers, you get older, you go through some injuries, knees don't hold up the same way, back doesn't hold up the same way, ankles, whatever. You know, suddenly you don't have the same zip, the same pop. You know, yeah. And I guess that's what happened. Dude, look at Matt Hardy. He can't run anymore. No. He can't run. He waddles when he runs. <laughs> and, it, you know, it's, he, he's older. He's been hurt a lot of times. The guy's put his body through hell. We've, we've all seen the fucking matches mm -hmm. that him and Jeff went through with, you know, Edge and Christian and Dudley Boys. And we've seen it. We, I mean, we've seen that guy go through hell. And I'm not laughing at him. It's not funny that he can't run. But I get why the motherfucker can't run. 
Mm-hmm. He ain't too fat. He's not in bad shape. Actually, I think Matt Hardy's in pretty good shape right now, to be honest with you. But there's another guy. Just, you know, hey, Jericho, yeah, he's older. He's going to get heavier. I'm sure he's working out all he can, but he's also doing this. He's also got his band. He's also trying to take care of this company. Jericho's a busy man. I kind of think the gym is probably not exactly on his schedule as much as you think it will. It would be. And he's got kids and shit, too. Kids and a wife and a family and whatnot. He's, he's a drinker. He likes him some Grey Goose. Yup, he does. And, and a little bit of the bubble. That's right. So, but... In more foreshadowing in this match, Smart, MJF picks up the win by pinning Sammy by pulling the tights. That's right. So, obviously, this little feud is going to continue, and I think this is, I think the first move is going to be Sammy quitting, possibly next week. Could be. Yeah, I think, I, I don't know about you, but I was thinking that there, there was something that was going to play off of this this week, but I guess we're going to wait for a little, wait for it a little bit, make it a little bit more of a slow burn. I was thinking that it was going to be in uh, Santana and Ortiz though, but I could definitely see it being Sammy the way that things, you know, played out. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we will see. But, um, AEW again, there were some good moments on this show and I really thought that that last match was fun and there were some really good moments in it. And like I said, I really liked watching Sammy, zip and dive around the ring. He was great tonight. Like I said, I thought he was the star of the match. Sure. I agree. But not a whole lot happened. Now, I get it. It was the birthday celebration. That was the main part of the show, and that was really great. Once again, what they're doing for for, uh, Brody Jr. is amazing. This kid is going to look back at these times. Most people would have to look back at this as the worst times of their life. He's going to look back at this as the best times of his life. Yeah, I mean, there's at least something to associate with other than just, you know, the bad things that had happened to him. Right. And with his father passing away, he'll at least also be able to think, you know, okay, this real real bad thing happened, but then also all these people reached out to me and I got to do all this really cool, you know, stuff that I wouldn't have maybe gotten to do otherwise. Oh, yeah. It's nice. The kid's eight years old being able to cut promos on live TV and hit people with fucking kendo sticks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have been my dream as a fucking eight-year-old. I mean, literally, I think that would have been my. I mean, I I get it, dude. That was my eight-year-old dream too, and I think a lot of people. So this kid is living his dream, and you know, I, I'm not sure how much longer they're gonna keep. I'm sure this isn't gonna last much longer. He's, I'm sure they got things to do, um, but right now. I just think it's great what they're doing with, with with this kid. Again, they're keeping his mind off of it. I know I've said this a thousand times, but it like it just it puts a smile on my face when I see what they're doing with them. And I just I can't imagine. You know, I've got an eight year old. I can't imagine what he would do if I was gone. And I would hope someone would be able to do something like that, get his mind off of it, not just let my family sit here and grieve and be by themselves. Sure, that's all I'm saying. Um, you know, so anyway, before I start tearing up here, um, AEW, we said, I believe one or two weeks ago, they were talking about moving their shows from Jacksonville down to Miami. Um, looks like they've nixed those plans. They're not going to go ahead and do that. They're going to go ahead and stay right where they are at Daly's place indefinitely right now. Um, I doesn't really say a reason why. It just kind of says they're doing it. Um, they feel they can keep the. They've been there. They can ba- basically. It says they've they they've been there, 
They can keep the precautions going. They know how to do it at that arena. And there's just no reason to go. I think they just didn't want to pack up the show and move the motherfucker. It could be. I mean, if it's convenient for them, why, why bother? Other than, you know, like you're talking about maybe, you know, being able to wrestle in a little bit of a warmer climate. But if everybody's getting along decent enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. I, I, I agree. And, you know, I see that, man. If you've got that place, you've got, okay, you, you, you enter here and, all right, you go here first. You, this is where you get tested. This is where you take your temperature. This is where this happens. That's a lot to go to another arena and scout out and have to do and have to go through, you know. I mean, that's what they have to do with Thunderdome. Right. Exactly. Because they've moved, I think, twice now maybe, but they've definitely moved at least once. Yep. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe they just don't want to go through it. Maybe they don't want to pay for it. I could see that too. It could be. Save some money. Save some cash. Why not? So what else do we have here? We have, you know what, Smart, grab one of yours. I don't know, whichever one. Take a pick. Have, have Grab one of mine here. Okay, well. Roll the dice. I will do that as I pull up the messenger, and I do not at all stall for time. Um, I will say, well, we'll talk about this maybe Friday, but since we always like talking about the podcast specifically for its name, old Tony Khan was on oral sessions with Renee Young. I will never be able to not laugh about that. It's not about blowies. It's not about blowies, no. <laughs> that would be, that would, I mean, maybe not her, I guess, because she's, you know, pregnant and living the family life, but that would be an interesting concept for a podcast. You get somebody on, you interview them, you know, you give them a little extra, and then whenever they're done, so is the show. Yeah, I think uh, uh, that uh, uh, that's never going to be a show I'll be a part of. Um, <laughs> no, I wasn't planning on hosting it. I'm saying we get somebody, a Ray, Renee Young type. Oh, uh, well, I'm sure we could find a porn star or something. Um, so, yeah, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> time successfully killed. Um, <laughs> I meant to touch on this while we were doing the raw thing. I have oftentimes wondered what exactly the criteria is ah. for people to enter the Royal Rumble, since some people can, some people can't, and it just seems very arbitrary. Well, the man on the spot, Adam Pierce, has finally clarified this for everybody. He took to Twitter to say, and I quote, it's actually pretty simple. Those that have been granted the ability to simply declare entry into the Royal Rumble by management. He uses uh, the old star. I don't know why he does that, but I feel like there should be quotation marks and not the uh, little asterisks. But anyways, they have been declared entry into the Royal Rumble by management are free to do so. Those that haven't must qualify. I don't write the rules. I enforce them. So management has a list of people who are eligible and who aren't eligible. And if they decide to declare, they will allow them. If they don't, that's fine too, I guess. Okay, but he's management. Mm-hmm. So some people can just walk up and go, listen, I want to be in the Rumble. And he goes, okay. And then some people walk up and uh, say, listen, I want to be in the Rumble. And he goes, no, you got to qualify. Why? Because I don't write the rules. Well, well, okay, so what are the rules again? It's like, why? Because you're a jobber. Do I have to tell you this? Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I listen, Drew. Like a big notebook. Listen, Gulak. Okay. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Like, why can't you be in the Rumble? Because you're fucking Akira Tozawa. That's why you can't be in the Royal Rumble. You've been a ninja for the last three months. I'm not letting you in the Royal Rumble, asshole. 
Yeah, this, he's the Royal Rumble bouncer. Yeah, this 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 really doesn't make any fucking sense, to be honest with you. It sure doesn't, but I give him a little bit of credit for like actually playing along because I'm sure he's been peppered with tweets that are just like, "Well, why can't Gulak be in, but AJ can be in?" Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right. That's probably definitely been happening, but it it really doesn't. Again, this tweet makes no fucking sense. Okay, mm-hmm. you're so, so. Who are they going to? Vince. Right. All right. One more. Well, well, and I mean, I, I think if you, I guess, and for what it's worth, this year, like seemingly everybody that has been eligible has accomplished something, either you know, like within recent memory or within the last year or so. Because you have Daniel Bryan, you know, former world champion, he's in. Bobby Lashley, he holds one of the major titles, he's in. You have Otis, he won the Royal Rumble, he's in. So, like, all these people that are in the Royal Rumble have done something of note recently. They're basically, I mean, they're basically saying we're not allowing jobbers in. Okay. Okay, so, okay. So, basically, what Adam Pierce is saying is, me as management, if I like you, I will allow you to enter on your own. If I do not, you will have to qualify because I say so. Mm-hmm. And I don't write the rules I enforce them, but I also make them up as I go along. Pretty much. Okay. Pretty much. Okay. He he. I, maybe Twitter cut out that last part, but um, maybe 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 I added it. Mm. <laughs> the part, maybe. Maybe. Well, we shall see. We shall see. But yeah, this is uh, this makes no fucking sense. It doesn't. It doesn't. But hey, it's something. I mean, he at least tried. Okay, I'm kind of looking at the replies here, and people are kind of some people are agreeing with me. Like, yeah, um, what is happening here? <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, I uh, I don't know, I don't know. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah. I'll go ahead and let's, let's go ahead and uh, you know what? Let's go ahead and get the rest of yours out. Let's go ahead, keep going here. Sure, I'm gonna lump these two together since they're basically the same thing. Oh, lump away. But, uh, We'll talk about this more on Friday, but old NXT has signed some new female talent. We've got, uh, this is from the WWE NXT Twitter account. Mm. It says, WWE NXT is proud to announce the signings of Zoe Stark, formerly known as Lacey Ryan, Gigi Dolan, bad name, formerly known as Priscilla Kelly, and Cora Jade, formerly known as Elena Black. Hashtag we are NXT, hashtag Dusty Classic, at Priscilla Kelly, at Elena Black, at Lacey O'Brien94. Okay, so Priscilla Kelly's husband, still, I think still husband, is Darby Allen, and her first name is Gigi. So together they're Gigi Allen. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, considering her history, I wouldn't be surprised if at one point during a match she throws shit at people. Uh, she could. She could. It's just very weird that... <laughs> I mean, if I picked up on it, someone else certainly picked up on it quickly. Oh, um, no, I've heard Gigi Allen jokes already about this, yeah. Yeah, okay, good. I'm like, yeah, there's no <laughs> way I... No, 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 no way I'm the only one. I doubt that. But yeah, that's uh, pretty weird, and I don't know who... Lacey Ryan, I don't know who that is. Yeah, I don't, I don't know Ryan or Elena, but... Uh, no. Do no, know Priscilla either. Kelly a little bit, let but yeah. Let's see, let me go to their Twitters here. We got Elena Black's Twitter here. Let's see if they look familiar. Just by looks alone. Elena Black does not. She's from Chicago. Oh, she's promoting a pro wrestling tease. That's going to go away quickly. 
Zoe Stark, wow. Zoe is a very ripped, ripped, ripped girl. Um, no. Hmm. Don't know who she is. But uh, I wonder. I gotta see, I'm going to look at her Twitter real quick. Because there is a uh, fucking A. There was a Zoe something on, uh, not Impact, on NWA when we were watching NWA. Uh, I don't know if that's the same person. I'm assuming not, but I will check it out just to be sure. Don't know, but um, definitely looks like she's got some experience in the ring. I'm watching a little video over here that she put up. So, all right. I guess we'll see. Awesome. She's very ripped. Okay, good for her. Good Incredibly for her. ripped. So... I will read her Twitter bio just because it kind of makes me laugh. Wrestling is my everything. Just a girl working hard every single day to make my dreams come true. Hashtag unstoppable. Yeah. And at the end of the day, aren't we all just a girl working hard every single day to make sure her dreams come true? Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. There you go. There you have it. Um. So not to linger too much on here because we don't know who those other two people are. <laughs> we'll go ahead. Power through the Dusty Classic, which I believe started tonight. It did, in fact. Oh. Started tonight. The brackets were released. Um, for the women. So for the women, yes. <clears throat> and we have Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell versus Gigi Allen, which I did on purpose, and Cora Jade. Uh, we got Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon versus Marina Shafir and Zoe Stark. Mercedes Martinez and Tony Storm versus Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. Team K. And we have Aaliyah and, uh, assuming not Mysterio, Aaliyah and Jesse Camara against Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. All right. This actually turned out to be a nice little... Uh... Nice little thing for the women here. I like all these teams, actually. This is going to be a good little tournament here. I'm going to like this. <laughs> it should be interesting. Obviously, yeah. a lot more truncated than the men's tournament because there was 16 teams, and there's only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight yeah. teams. Yep. They half the out. size of the men's tournament. But that's because they don't really have a lot of people. <laughs> no, and they only push a few women, so. That's right. Not much to do here, but uh, I don't know. This, uh, let's see, Candace, and yeah, this is going to be good. I like all so, these. Good teams here. And then I will say it causes a little bit of a debate because uh, Marina, of course, is one of the MMA ladies. So it's like the, I forget what they're called, but like the four, they're not the four horsewomen, but they're like, the you know, it's her and uh, fucking, what's what's her name? Shayna Baszler. I think Ronda Rousey is one of them too. No, they are. And, the, no, they're the horsewomen. I thought it was uh, Banks and they Bailey both. And there's two of them. That's why everyone's it's like, we need the horsewomen versus the horsewomen. And it's like, no, you need fucking psychological help. Anyway, go ahead. So, yeah, anyways, the theory was everybody was wondering why, and by everybody, I mean a handful of people online, <laughs> wondering why Shafir is teaming with somebody that's outside of that spectrum when they have Jasmine Duke out there just doing nothing. Well, as it turns out, they put out a statement that she's not injured, but she's focusing on content for up, up, down, down. So basically, they have decided that she's more beneficial to them uh, doing their YouTube stuff. Ah, well, I'll tell you, Marina Shafir and Zoe Stark, they both, I mean, that's probably going to be a good team. They're both, you know, they kind of got the same body type. They're both ripped. They're both 
I don't know what Zoe Stark does, but again, I'm curious to see it, and I guess we'll be finding out very soon what she looks like in the ring. There you go. Both well-conditioned athletes, like you said. Yeah, it should be interesting. I, I did accidentally see on Twitter one of the results. I won't give that away since we'll cover that Friday, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's off to an interesting start. Yeah, definitely, man. Most definitely. Um, all right. I'll tell you what. Yeah, go ahead. Keep going. All right. Well, I got, I believe, one more that I sent to you. Yep. So as I bring that up, The Undertaker, he's making the rounds still. He was on the Joe Rogan podcast today. So if you ever want to find out whether or not The Undertaker has done DMT, go ahead and check that out. But anywho, he had some (laughs) things to say about the current day product. This is a tweet from Ryan Satin, but it is an uh, excerpt from the podcast. It says, on Joe Rogan's podcast, The Undertaker says it's tough for him to enjoy WWE as a fan right now because, quote, the product has changed so much and it's kind of soft. Quote, I'll probably piss a lot of people off, but they need to hear it. Unquote, but they can't do anything anyway because they'd be fired. Another quote here, there's too much pretty and not enough substance. So the, basically, if you want to read between the lines here, The Undertaker's tired of your goddamn flippity doos. Uh, that and the kitty stuff. It sounds like Taker just doesn't want to deal with it anymore. He's likes, I mean, done what he's done. He's, I mean, the guy's got nothing left in his career. He's got nothing else to lose. What are they going to do, fire him? Oh, no, they're definitely not going to fire him. Yeah, exactly. They're not going to do shit to this guy. He can go out there and basically he probably... Literally can go out there and tell Vince McMahon to suck his dick, and they'd be like, hey, do you want another two years on your contract? That's the thing, though, is I think, you know, unless I'm, like, misreading this or misinterpreting this, it seems more like he's critical of the people on the roster and not so much, like, the writing and the execution. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, he, some of them he's got a point. I mean, some of them he's right. They just want to go out there and try to have that five-star match, and that's it. They don't care what what else anyone thinks. They care what Meltzer thinks. F- fucked up, yeah. man. I, you know, and like Conan's talked about that too. Has kind of lamented the fact that uh, a lot of people put, you know, there's a lot of the wrestlers spend as soon as they get like done with their match, they go in the locker room and they start reading Twitter and they start seeing who's talking about the match, who's saying good things. If they're saying good things, they retweet it. If they're saying bad things, you know, from time to time they'll bash them. Like we were talking about with the Charlotte Flair thing. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of that now where it's like they care more about, you know, feedback from outsiders, which is kind of a good thing in some ways. Because, you know, before the attitude was that if you're not a part of the business and you're following it, you're just the mark and your opinion doesn't matter anyway. So, you know, there's good and there's bad to that. Mark, we're talking about me and Mark. Um, and that's right. There you go. So, yeah. I mean, I can see that, but again, I mean, he's he's got a point. He definitely has a point. I just think it's, I'm still blown away that Undertaker was on Joe Rogan's podcast. So, have you tried elk meat? <laughs> yeah, fucking, of course he has. Look at uh, him, man. Yeah. I, I know that's one of his go-to questions, but it's like, hey, you ever try some elk meat? You ever do DMT? Yeah. Have you ever, been in, you ever slept in a hyperbolic time chamber? There you go. Oh, I think everyone should have one in their house. Okay, Joe, come buy one for everyone. You f- <laughs> fucking maniac. Yeah, we're not all making that Spotify money, Denny. Put the blunt down, dude. Put the fucking blunt down. Um, so, yeah, there we go. I really, I mean, I, he's right. 
I don't see anything. I mean, he 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 has many points. Like I said, it's, and I see what he's saying. There's more pretty. Like I said, they want to go out there. They want to just go out there and have the best match they can. They don't care what if it makes sense or not. You know, they're doing backflips for no reason, breaking up pins with backflips and shit like that. And yeah, I think he, I think he kind of hit it on the head in the beginning. He tired of your flippity doos. Yeah, and I mean that's what it is. What it is. I mean, he's an old school guy, and that's kind of the old school mindset. It, it does come across a little bit more like uh, like kind of the whole. It always makes my, me roll my eyes when I hear Cena say it. It's the whole brass ring talk. Oh. Of like, oh, you know, it, it's not the it's not fucking Vince's fault that the product sucks. These people need to do better. These fuck the fucking talent. It's not their fault that there's no continuity or compelling storylines. It's the fucking talent needs to learn how to work and cut promos, and they suck. But creative, creative's a okay. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh I, I, it, it just came into my head. I will never be able to hear the Undertaker's name again without hearing from the old from the cameo videos that we played. Him saying, "All elite Scooby Doo." <laughs> <laughs> like that. Just as I was talking, that just came into my head and it tickled me. So I felt like sharing it with everybody. Oh, those were fun to play that night. They were fucking fun to play. Oh God, they were. Um. Anyway, um, after that, we got two more quick things to talk about. Then we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Um, one little thing. We're not going to spend a ton of time on this. Uh, Dark Side of the Ring did officially come out with their episodes for season three. I'm not 100% sure these are in order, but I would figure they are. Um, number one, we're going to get Brian Pillman, which we talked about Steve Austin being on that one. So we knew that one was coming. FMW. XPW. And then Nick Gage, then we're gonna get a, get, a, get a, then we're gonna get the WCW, NJPW, the Collision in North Korea. Then we're gonna get the Smith family, um, Grizzly Smith, Sam Houston, Rocket Robin, and Jake Roberts. Definitely interested in that one is gonna be tough to watch, but I definitely want to watch that one. Um, and I'm kind of giving a second to try to get this name correct. Ion. Kroitoru, mm-hmm. uh, also known as Bruiser Bedlam or Johnny K9. Not 100% sure who that one is, but uh, the other ones up here look really good. Um, but I think probably the ones that are going to be the best, I think, are the Pillman. The XPW could be good, too. The Nick Gage one, I'm definitely going to have to. That's definitely going to be one that we're probably going to have to play some clips from. Um Definitely going to be playing some clips from that one. And the Smith family one is going to be a hard watch. Yeah, that one is going to be just fucking terrible to watch. That's Everything yeah. else should be fun and interesting, but that one's going to be hard. That's going to be a tough watch right there, knowing what we know. I mean, even just from the um, Beyond the Ring, beyond, I'm sorry, Beyond the Mat uh, movie, mm-hmm. um, that's going to be a tough one. That is going to be a tough one. So looking forward to that. Uh, they don't say when it's starting, but I would assume if they've got episodes and people are filming, it's not going to be much longer. So uh, that is the episode guide, though. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely think the XPW one's going to be interesting. I mean, I don't see how it couldn't be. Mm. When we're talking about this is Rob Black here. This is the same guy who thought it was a good idea to have a black Santa that he referred to as Negro Claus. Which is his words, not mine. 
but this is a character that he paraded around TV. <laughs> he was a fucking out there guy. Obviously, he was like a porn you know, producer and this kind of thing. Oh. And there was a whole incident with Messiah where I think he tried to quite literally choppy choppy his pee but he ended up getting his finger instead. I so believe there was, there was some <laughs> implications of mafia, possibly, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the, he is fucking wild. Like, it is going to be very, very interesting, I think. Because of just the whole, like, what possessed him to start a company, what it was like working for the company. I think we might end up getting a return of New Jack because he was there for a while. Huh? So that'll always be fun. But then just, you know, and they had that whole little thing where they tried to invade an ECW show. I just and... hope we get New Jack in a suit again that's I, he better be in if he's not in a suit i'm gonna be disappointed i don't want him sitting there in jeans i don't want him i want him in a suit i like new jack in a suit that looks oh, that, i like that he did a whole shoot interview in a suit one time it was like yep. a powder blue suit uh-huh I and remember. it was the same one because there's a lot of clips from that one there was one of him like just basically saying that jerry lawler is a racist and a piece of shit i've and seen he- it i've seen <laughs> it sir i do i do remember that one yeah um, and our final story that we're going to go ahead and end with tonight. I know we've gone a, nah, we haven't gone that long. We're only two and a half. Um, Mark Henry and I guess Ryback are having a little spat. <laughs> Started out on Twitter, of course. Every spat now starts out on Twitter, Smart. Everything starts on Twitter. God, what a cesspool fucking social media is my god it's getting worse and worse every day uh but anyway um i guess here's what happened it started off after ryback initially responded to a question posed by wwe fox on twitter uh they asked who the best superstar to never win the wwe championship was now i saw this i did see this Mm -hmm. i saw it on their facebook actually I replied to it. I said D'Lo Brown, and I was hoping to get a like or a retweet, and he fucking ignored me. So fuck you, D'Lo Brown. Some of a bitch. Um, but and that's where it started. So Ryback came back with wrestling's fake, and the titles are just a prop for marketing tool. Okay. 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 Now I agree, and I disagree. Yes. It is a prop. It is a marketing tool. But it also says if they give you those titles, they see something in you. They have faith in you. They have confidence in you. That says something right there. That's an accomplishment. It should be. That that that, that should be a moral and uh, accomplishment for somebody. Wouldn't you think? Sure. Okay. Good. Well, well, same I page mean, there's, here. Fucking, there's plenty of things that are props, but... You make them matter and you make them so that, you know, people care about them or that people buy them. You know, how many people fucking have lightsabers? How many people have, you know, fucking kids running around with the Thor's hammer? Like all this shit where it's like it's props, but they make it significant within the story. So people care about them. Yeah. And 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 again, this means the company has faith in you. This means the company is willing to put money behind you, and they're willing to back you, which is what they do to all their champions, mostly their heavyweight champions, not really their IC champions as they used to, um, tag team champions, not really as they used to, but right. they used to. All all their champions used to really be very useful and mean something. Now, pretty much, it's only the 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 main guys, which. They're not even doing much right now, which is not their fault. 
COVID times can't really help it. They're not doing, they're doing as much as they can. Let's put it that way. But Mark Henry kind of took offense to this. Um, and I've got audio of it. Give me one sec. I'll get it playing. And I will go ahead and play this audio. It's only two minutes and 20 seconds. And uh, here we go. This is Mark Henry on Ryback. And he did this on Busted Open. I didn't know Mark Henry was on Busted Open. Same. But I guess he has a show. Or he has a segment or something. But there was more to this, though. At one point, uh, Ryback also continued not only bringing up John Cena's name, but he claimed that an unnamed WWE producer called uh, Mark Henry a fat piece of shit and found him <laughs> napping before their WrestleMania 29 match. Um, and he did so while singing Bad Street. Uh-huh. <laughs> you fat piece of shit, Bad Street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's one to talk. Have some wild turkey. Uh <laughs> Where's Rosa Mendez? Where's that Mendez girl? You get that shit at the same exact time. <laughs> word for word, exactly the same time. We both have a sick sense of humor. All right, I'm going to hit play here. Let's just forget we both just did that. That was fucking in stereo. It was scary. Very scary. Here we go. A lot of his peers looked at him as difficult. A lot of his peers looked at him as dangerous. Yeah. And yes, we talk about it on this show all the time, that it's a show. It's mm-hmm. sports entertainment. Of course. It is a reflection of sports. We don't you- use the term fake. The championship is the championship. It's not a prop. Now, I do want to say this being, this seems like it was edited by SiriusXM. I didn't do any of the editing. I want to click because you're going to hear some quick cuts in there. I didn't do that. That was Sirius XM. This is from their Twitter. Let me keep going. I apologize. And he's wrong. I've been a world champion in three sports, and I consider pro wrestling one of those. But it was the politics that got me to the top. It was the fact that I'm damn good at entertainer because entertainment is in the name, the job description. Ryback can't take away what I achieved. There's no way... That your bitter ass, and I'm talking to you, Ryback. Your name is not Ryback, but whatever your name is. I don't even know your real name. Skip, whatever it is. You are wrong. Every wrestler that sees your face should walk up to you and say, hey, you're an asshole. And I hope you know how to fight for real. Because you know, and I know, there is a lot of people that will whoop your ass. If, If I saw you, I would tell you, hey, man, you're an asshole. And if you want it with me, I, you could get the first one. Go ahead. Your punches taste like candy. And it's a bunch of guys out there that feel the same way Woo! that I do, the way you yeah. talk shit on our business. I feed my family with this business. This show, hey, it's a show about wrestling. I'm not an active talent. I'm not an employee. But I love the business enough to not let you sit here and talk shit on it and trivialize it because you failed. Because you didn't achieve, that you didn't become a champion. So you feel like it's something that's given. It's a prop. You're wrong. What have you ever been a champion in outside of wrestling? Are you a champion in your own home? Do your dogs like you? Do people around you respect you for being more than a wrestler or a musclehead? I've been a musclehead my whole life, and people respect me for it. 
you owe the wrestling industry an apology. If you don't, I think that pro wrestlers all over the world should never give you respect. Um, <clears throat> wow. Uh, one guy I would not want to meet and him be mad at me yeah. is Mark Henry. Uh, I don't care how big I was. I think Mark Henry would kill me. I think Mark Henry would kill a lot of people. Mark Henry is a big, strong, he did strongman competitions. Like you said, he's been a world champion in three sports. And I like what he said. I consider wrestling one of those sports. And like I said, yeah, okay. You know what? You want to call them props? That's fine. You want to call wrestling fake? That's fine. We all know better. We know these guys really get hurt. We've seen it. We've watched it. We watched Sid's leg. We watched Sid Vicious's leg break on live fucking television, dude. We saw Kurt Angle's arm break and still get pulled for an Irish whip by that arm from him and him and Ken Anderson. We've seen Kurt Angle throw fucking Shane McMahon. Head first three times, three times, I believe, at, at King of the Ring. We've seen some shit go down. We've seen people die in the fucking ring, dude. Yeah. We've seen people die in the fucking ring. Multiple times, sadly. I mean, not the same person multiple times, obviously, <laughs> but multiple people. Right. You know, like Owen it, Hart, Piero, Lego, you know, Legro. Yeah. Fake. Watch that one. But yeah. yeah, I mean, a lot of, in fucking, uh, what was his name? Oh, God. I will figure it out in a minute, but. Yeah, Silver King. Silver King. He passed yeah. away like a year or two ago in the ring. Um, pre-pandemic. Um, M, M, um, Japan. Um, no idea. Wish I could help. I I know he died in the ring. I know there's another guy that I can't think of his name. It starts with an M. I can't think. Oh, of Mizawa. It. Yeah, Mizawa. Mizawa. Thank you. I I wanted to say Messiah, but I I know Messiah is alive and well. And I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I didn't want to cause any bad juju, because um, I we've talked to Messiah before. Not us, but I, I've talked to Messiah before. So, just didn't want to say the wrong thing there. Weebs, happy birthday to you. You share a birthday with Brody Lee Jr. Be happy. Try go around and tame some people. There you go. Go out there. Go get you. Keep the AR-15 at home and get a Singapore cane. <laughs> right. I, I, I could, pay, you know, he, he doesn't drink anymore, but I could picture like Weaves, you know, rocking the Sandman style Singapore cane, yeah. just having an unlit cigarette hanging out of his mouth, just symbolically. There, Weaves doesn't drink anymore. I don't believe so. Wow, how he did that? How anyone does that? I tried it. It's, I mean, it's, it's fun for a couple of days, and then reality sets in. Uh, <laughs> that no. is the problem. No, I did it. I've, I've done it for I've done it for a year here, six months there, three months there. I, I can do it. It's just I, I just I, I I like like taste, I like beer, I like just sitting here drinking, talking with you guys, drinking, having beers. It's like uh, this is this is this is my bar. I don't have a bar to go to here. Right. Bars still aren't really open here. They are and they aren't. Um, this is my bar. I, I hang, I talk, I bullshit, I drink. This is it. I'm home. I ain't got to drive nowhere. There you go. I love this bar. <laughs> Toby Keith, see? Yep, there you go. We just went full circle, sir. We went full circle there. 
he literally has a place, or maybe used to, I don't know if it's still around, uh-huh. in Las Vegas called I Love This Bar and Grill. Uh, there is actually one, believe it or not, right up here in Choctaw. Mm. About 45 minutes from me, right when you get to Oklahoma. And we, of course, around here have the pleasure, this is more Nashville, so it's about two hours away, have the distinct pleasure of having a restaurant that is ran by none other than Kid Rock. That's where his restaurant is. Mm-hmm. That he refused to shut down. Okay. <laughs> yep. Kid Rock's out here giving half a Nashville COVID. Yeah, God and look. and and just so you know, I don't I don't care who he supports. That was bullshit. Fucking, you know what? It's a mandate. I don't want to wear a mask, but I do because I'm fucking told to. Right. Yeah. Shut the fuck up and close your fucking business for a few months. You've got the money. We've seen. I forget what it's called, but it's in Nashville. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but Toby, actually me and my wife, when we were uh, there, we ate at that place, that Toby Keith bar. It was, it was actually very good. The burger, I mean, 12 bucks for a burger and a fry is a little ridiculous, but it's at a casino, so I didn't hmm. bitch. I didn't bitch. No, I got to ask you, Smart. Sure. Have you been to Graceland? No, I have not been to Memphis. Memphis is about five hours away from me. Okay. I mean, I, I know it's oh. a big state, obviously, but, you know. Oh, no, no, I'm just saying, just for whatever it's worth, I have been to Nashville, I've been to Knoxville, Atlanta, all the sort of surrounding areas, but I've just never been to Memphis. I will say, there's an interesting story about this, though. Oh. A girl that I was in the courting process with, we'll say, uh-huh. <laughs> was from Memphis. And we were just kind of talking about, I was trying to use the angle of, you know, we're both not from here, so maybe we can build on that. That ultimately didn't work. But anyways, be that as it may, you know, we were talking about, you know, me being from Chicago, her being from Memphis. And she was like, uh, you know, I I don't think I want to move. I wouldn't, I don't think I'd move back. And I was like, oh, why? And she's just like, "Eh, you know, it's too rough. Just last time I was there, I saw a dead body. And I was like fucking around, just me being me. I said, oh, did you get a selfie with it? And she goes, do you want to see? And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And sure enough, she produces, and she's like, she was this kind of ditzy, airheaded girl, which I, I sort of regret. But um, she pulls out her phone. She's like rummaging around in her gallery section for a minute. She shows me a video of a fucking body bag with a person in it right outside of the sidewalk of a gas station. <sighs> I'm just like, well, I understand why you do not want to move back there. And ditzy blondes are great. Have you seen my wife, my blonde, blonde? She was, a, she was a brunette, but no, same thing. Oh, all right. Have you seen my ditzy blonde wife? She actually works at Hooters <laughs> now. So yeah. Befriending her on Facebook was the right choice. <laughs> does her? Does her? Does she have a really old husband working there that has old balls? Okay. All right. <laughs> I, would, I get the reference, but I would hope not. <laughs> all right. Anyway. Um, so Mark Henry, uh, not only got angry at the fake comment, especially from, uh, you know, and I, I gotta tell you the, we're right now we're doing what Ryback wants. He wants attention. He's mm-hmm. saying things to get attention. I'm plenty well, he's of- sort of been making a, a note of doing that. He's kind of been on a tour that way. Cause I don't think we covered it. And I think maybe intentionally, but like a week ago before this happened, he was talking about Heyman. Right, And he said, long story short, is that Heyman's never really been talented. He's just always been smart enough to surround himself with and by talented people. Um, I hate to tell you, but that's a talent. Mm-hmm. 
Seriously. Being able to make Justin Credible look like a viable wrestler is a talent. And I completely disagree. I think Paul Heyman's very talented. Oh, for sure. Dude, dude, dude you don't have to be a fucking wrestler to be ta- I got to tell you something. Talent is, is, first of all, subjective. You know, you can say this one's got talent, this one doesn't have talent. I may think someone has talent. You may think they don't. That's right. that's the way the world works. That's why some people like movies and don't like movies and don't like actors and do like actors. But Paul Heyman does have talent because you know why? Every time he walks out on television, he entertains me. Sure. Every time he's on television, I listen. I like hearing what Paul Heyman has to say. I want to hear what Paul Heyman has to say. That's sure. A, that's a talent to be able to engage people, to be able to literally have people want to listen to what you want to say is a fucking talent. Whether Ryback wants to admit it or not, he should think about that because he actually has a podcast that he does. Uh, There you go. And people listen to him. And there's a reason they do is because they think you have some sort of talent. I don't know why, but they do. (laughs) I mean, again, subjective. I wonder, I really do wonder just, what it is that he has, you know, okay, obviously the pandemic changes things, but even before then, what his career prospects were looking like, because he went from being this person that almost everybody thought should have been the world champion, should have beat Punk, you know, after the reign that he had. He went from being one of the most over people in that company to now he's on YouTube eating fucking Papa John's in his car. You know what? <laughs> You're right. And you know what? I'm one of those people. I actually thought he should have been champion. I'm going back, looking back, this company may have known something we all didn't. Maybe they knew he maybe he was a dick backstage. Maybe we didn't know that. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm glad he wasn't because that would be some accolade that he could hold over his fucking head. I'm glad he I, right now I'm glad he's just a fucking bitter shitty person who's doing eating videos in his car like damn drops who actually mm-hmm. has a career and is in commercials now yes. and who he's trying to be. And I, I, I'm glad, I'm glad he should be. That's what he should be doing. He's a shitty person, dude. You, you, you don't need to fucking do this. This is not how you fucking get attention. You want attention, go out there, do your little fucking show and do something good. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I got a little angry. I got a little heated there. Yeah, I get it. I mean, it is what it is. Like, I, I don't blame anybody who's in the position that Mark Henry is in to be upset that, you know, and he came in through Tough Enough, so there's already sort of that stigma of, you know, you got on because of a TV show, maybe you don't belong here. Like, The Miz had to deal with that shit for a very, very long time, and he did a good job of sort of ingratiating himself with people and winning people over and, you know, all that. But, you know, I could see how Mark Henry would feel that way. It's like, you know, but then again, Mark Henry was brought in because of his Olympic stuff. But I mean, he had to achieve something in order to be brought in. He wasn't just brought in for a TV show. But uh, I will say he's done a complete 180 from his feud with Leo Rush, though. huh? Yeah. He's not mentioned the high-priced lawyers anymore. Now he's talking about catch me in the street and I'll beat that ass. Absolutely. Call you an asshole and, and give you the first fucking punch. My favorite part of this, and I feel like it's probably his second best promo after the fucking the fake retirement promo, was him saying, "Are you a champion in your home? Do your dogs like you? <laughs> Do your dogs like you?" <laughs> <laughs> 
like I appreciate everything that that implies. It's like, yeah, you don't have a family. Who would have a family with you? Do your fucking eight dogs at home like you? <laughs> yeah, Mark Henry went 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 full. I'll kick your ass here, man. I I I, I like this. I like that he stood up for for this fucking sport. And um, I think it, I, again, Ryback has just become just a bitter douchebag lately. Sure, and it's. It it really it's it's not helpful. There's yeah, nothing. I mean, on one hand, I kind of get it because, like we talked about, he was so close, and then he had it like kind of ripped out from under him. But then, like you said, you know, who knows whether or not he actually did something to deserve that? And then at the same time, like there's been a lot of people that have been wronged at some point in time by wrestling, and or at least WWE, and they've gotten over it. There's, you know, some people that still hold on to that and the people that still hold on to that, by and large, I tend to sort of look at them unfavorably because unless you're somebody, you know, like Owen Hart's wife, she has every right to be. But if you're just mad that they didn't push you or you're mad that, you know, your career didn't go the way you had hoped, eh, you got to let it go at some point. Yeah, number one, let it go. Number two, like I said, maybe this company knew something we all didn't. Maybe he was just a dick. I mean, let's face it, Ryback's known for that little whole feed me more thing for a little while and kissing Paul Heyman on the cheek. Sure. Anything else you can think of Ryback's known for besides being a dick? I mean, I guess it kind of goes in the being a dick category, but that commercial where he clotheslined that lady into a pool. Uh, okay, that was his own commercial. <laughs> he paid for that. Mm-hmm. He but I paid mean, for still, that. that is Ryback... <laughs> Picking somebody who is, per, you know, picking somebody who is overweight and making fun of them more or less by clotheslining them into a pool, so and that he can hawk his uh, nutrition supplements, which I'm sure all by the board. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure they're all perfectly wonderful, yummy, delicious, tasty. His Ico Pro. Ico Pro. Ico Pro, of course, yes. There you go, there you go. So, um. I'm looking around. I'm looking at this computer. I'm looking at that computer. I see nothing. I think mm-hmm. we are done, which means right. I need to... Uh, oh, look, the song's right there. Look at that. Look at that. Bring it on home. Yeah, hold on one sec. Let me get it loaded up here. Let me put it in the little thing, which is called Mixler. There we go. Got Mixler right there. I'm going to go ahead and hit the old volume there. I'm going to turn this down. I'm going to get this going. And I will get the plugs pulled back up. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It is plug time. And, of course, thanks, everybody, for joining us tonight. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Chat room. And, of course, anybody downloading the show, much appreciated. Thank you so much. And, again, I know we... uh. I know there was a lot going on today, and it was kind of a crazy day, new president and everything. But again, I always, I'd rather be the, and I think Smart agrees, I'd rather be your getaway from all that stuff than sure. sit here and dwell on it and talk about it. Um, I prefer and not to. Just... Yeah, yeah. Let's just let's just not bother with it. Let's talk about the good stuff going on, like wrestling. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so. All right, let me hit this fucking music on here. Let's go ahead and talk about the high marks. You know who those are? You know who those guys are. You want to check them out. You can check them out. Mixler.com slash Metal Mitt Network. Two T's in that mitt right there. You can check them out. 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. 
Sunday nights and you want to check out Cheese Man Mojo and G Wiz over there, they are always over there having fun. And of course, you got Bobby Anthem and Bobby Blades, the Inhuman Experience. Always want to be checking out those guys. Subscribe to that channel so when they come back, they are on your feed. And of course, everything on Scripted Wrestling Podcast. Definitely want to check out those guys. You can get them over there at Blog Talk. Once again, just type in, start typing everything unscripted. It'll pop out before you even finish typing it. Um, check them out over there on Blog Talk Radio and anywhere you find good podcasts. And Stephen Milan sharing the show, and we appreciate it. You want to see him reviewing some films? Go check him out, letterboxdboxd.com slash Stephen Milan. There is two L's in Milan. Almost 8,000 films reviewed. This guy is a maniac when it comes to reviewing films. And you can always get us. We're on Spreaker, Stitcher, iHeart, Spotify, Google, TuneIn, Player FM. Once again, we will be on Anchor very soon. And uh, we're on there. Like I said, we're just not on there. So go ahead, Spark. That is right. One more time, we're going to visit our friend, the Cheeseman. Cheese on Sports Mondays, 8.30 in a minute podcast network. Hockey's back. There's basketball. There's UFC. There's football playoffs. There's a whole lot of stuff to get into and get into it. They do. So be sure to check them out. And, of course, be sure to check our friends out at the Planet Tour. The Planet Record Tour podcast with Bobby Anthem, Papa Davidson's here, and Yuck Nasty. Be sure to subscribe because season two is coming for you. And there's nothing you can do other than enjoy because that's what you should do. So be sure to subscribe and wherever you get your gosh darn diddly dangly podcast. Okay, Dr. Seuss. That's um, right. There you go. And he is correct, though. Once once again, listen to all those shows we just mentioned. I appreciate, once again, everybody coming on in, joining us, chat room. Once again, Weebs, happy birthday. Uh, oh, it's already past your birthday. Anyway, hope you enjoyed your birthday. Hope you enjoyed your birthday, sir. Everybody, once again, we will see you on Friday. And on that note, adios. Take your drunken ass home. It's alright. Uh, if you don't know what to do with yourself. Uh.